Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Sidequest. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. stops everything for you. Anything strange ever happen in here? Strange? Oh, my God. Oh. My neighborhood is the target of some maniac, and my sister's been kidnapped. Look, Joey, we got four violent bloody murders and a possible kidnapping. I mean, it's possible, but it uh, doesn't make sense. He got her with a nail gun. I mean, we got three apartments, one forced entry. What if he didn't con his way in? What if he didn't have to? Bible says, if one of thy members offend thee, cut it off. Cut it off! He killed her with a drill. So I cut him. I did it. I cut all the evil out. You gotta protect my family. <laughs> yes, I'll be there in the morning. Lord, you know I'm coming home. Are these cinephiles? Are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is gonna be less discriminating. Sidequest. Bring some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'm sick of fucks using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Sidequest. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Okay. Show me. SideQuest, the podcast. You opened it, we came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. SideQuest. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 14 of SideQuest podcast. As always, I am one half of your hosting team here of David from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. And as always, I'm being joined by... It's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios. And I'm here representing Guitar Case Fully Reviews podcast. Perfect. So then, before we get into what movie we are going to be covering here, I um, kind of want to just check in with you. Um, how's everything going for you since uh, last time we talked and here in the new year? Oh, I was doing pretty good, man. Um, finished working a lot of overtime. I think I was talking about working a lot of overtime uh, previously. So finally right. finished all that up. Um, starting to get a, a lot more videos popping up here right now. Good. Uh, actually, I did a wedding uh, at the very beginning okay. of this year. Which turned into nice. like maybe I got two more uh, people that wanted me to shoot for them after that. So that's oh, something that's I'm nice. probably jumping into a little more this year is shooting weddings and stuff like that too. So okay, so that should be a lot of should be a lot of fun because the first one I did was like at this castle place. It was kind of cool. Oh dang! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I found out that it was. Uh, I thought it would be more expensive than what it was actually, but they did it like on the off because they said it was the off season and it was off night, so it was like half got the it. price. But it was like. 2500 I think, or something. Okay. Which I thought was, for how big the place was and how much you got to do in it, I thought it was kind of cool. Kind of a, a, I thought it would be closer, like the in, what do you call it, in 
in uh, season rate is like five grand or and up. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, because I saw the, I was asking the lady while I was waiting, and I was like, you know, yeah. like, just trying to get out a feel for it, and she gave me like the little paper, and I was like, oh, okay. So they got a really good deal <laughs> in comparison to what <laughs> what it really is. Right to what most people are paying when they actually use the venue. Yeah, because it's it's like a it was like a big literally from the outside it looks like a castle. And it's okay. in one of the nicer uh, suburb areas of Dallas of, over here. And okay. wow, that whole neighborhood is ridiculous. It's a place called Little Elm. But it's like, they have they, they made a man-made beach. Oh, that's dang. That's okay. how fancy that area is. They have a beach next to like this All little right. lake thing. All right. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but pretty much, man, besides that, that's, you know, just working, working on my video stuff a little bit more now that I'm back to my regular work schedule, so. Perfect. Okay. How about you, man? What's going on up north up there? I'm probably about the same, you know, just trying to, you know, kind of navigate everything now that we're, you know, finally out of the holiday season and everything like that, trying to settle back in more of to the routine and everything as we kind of get into the new year. I know for me, I'm trying to, I set these like very high goals for like my movie watching and I haven't, like I didn't come close to kind of what the goals I set up normally. Cause I try to do kind of crazy to say this out loud, but like I try to watch 500 movies a year. Oh, wow. My goal has been to watch 365 horror movies, but I've never, I've only completed that one like once. And then I try to watch 100 movies released in that year as well. So I think I've come up with like, the numbers and how to kind of keep them in line so i'm trying that out while also trying you know have a you know social life make sure i don't you know cut out not seeing my friends and everything and you know making sure that i'm also not upsetting the wife and everything like that trying to manage these numbers man that's that does sound like a lot of movies but that's probably <laughs> part for the course if you're watching doing as many reviews as you are you you have to watch right. that many movies <laughs> I feel like I watch a lot of movies, but I, I really, this year, I need to get better about documenting yeah. and reviewing the movies I watch, because I watch a ton of movies as well, but I'm just not really good about documenting it, so I wonder, that's a that's a good goal to have. I like that goal you have, though. That, See, but that's why I you're just, a beast, man, because that's, <laughs> just to make, just to attempt that in general. <laughs> I appreciate that. See, I'm also weird where I love keeping stats of things. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to kind of, I have this like weird spreadsheet where I've set up these like calculations and everything. So I'm figuring out like what the average year of everything that I'm watching is, what the average rating of everything that I'm watching. And then I've actually got it broken down by like what I'm watching like per month and everything. So I can oh, do wow. like stats for like January, February. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like when I tell like Jamie about it, she just is like... It's kind of adorable that you're that obsessed with doing this, but she's like, you also realize it's weird, right? I'm like, 100%. I completely <laughs> acknowledge it. I'm owning it. It's just a fun thing for me. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty awesome, man. But I'm into this stuff, too, so <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> but I think that's pretty awesome, man, to be able to have that information just at your fingertips. I think that is super right. cool. <laughs> I'd love to be able just to pull up. You know, last year, this like kind of like how YouTube and other uh, streaming services gives you your your yearly uh, yeah. playback or whatever or whatever you did. That's what it feels like. You have that just at your hands at any moment. <laughs> right. So that's pretty cool. I will say um, something you might want to look into. Do you have the app uh, Letterboxd? Uh, I think I, I remember you always uh, posting stuff yeah. on it, and I think I downloaded, it, but I don't know if I ever really got in there and started doing anything. 
because that's one of the things if you ever get a chance to kind of go through there it's kind of fun is that they keep your stats for like that year and you and it also will do like your all-time stats which i mean it's one of those things like i wish i would have been doing this like when i first remember starting to watch movies so i could actually kind of see like how many times i've watched you know my favorite movies or anything like that but i just love how like i'll get on there and check like once a week or something just to see like oh who's my top watched actor for this year so far or like my highest rated you know director that i have so it's just kind of a fun thing that helps keep stats for you as well well that might be something i'm gonna get into more this year and see if i can uh actually keep track because i watch so many weird and off the wall movies that it would be nice to actually <laughs> know what what all i have watched because sometimes i'll be like i've watched like 10 movies this week but what did i watch i don't even <laughs> right see i think it'd be even more fun for you as you watch a lot of these like obscure stuff just to see like who your top actors would be or like who your top directors are just to kind of see like if they are these like lesser known people because that's just that's where i find it to be more fun outside of like the mainstream people yeah i can imagine yeah because there's a lot of and then i'm sitting there like when you watch those older movies there's some people that kind of cross over in those movies exactly and you're like oh wow they're in this too i didn't even realize that yep <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun i love watching older movies and you see somebody and you're like oh wow he's in this movie right yeah that, that's always a fun a fun moment for me when i watch older movies for sure so yeah i think that's something i'm gonna get into this year man okay because i I'm, I'm probably gonna start with this <laughs> this movie and the toby hooper <laughs> remake i watched today so have okay. you seen part two to this movie i have not um, or maybe I have is, seen is it part re- two to um i think it's part two toby to the Hooper's remake movie? Yes, okay. yeah. I've I've seen the remake. I have not seen the sequel as of yet. Yeah, because this guy, the director of this movie, said he only made one movie. So, Okay, yes, yeah. yep. Okay, okay, so we can jump into the movie. I'm, I'm already kind of bringing this back around. <laughs> no, it's, it's perfect. It's a great segue is, as he was alluding to, and I'll actually put up the spoiler warning now so I don't forget to do that later, but we are going to be covering yet again another video nasty, and that is going to be The Toolbox Murders. This is from 1978. It was directed by Dennis Donnelly, and then our writing team was Neva Frieden, Robert Easter, and Ann Kidberg. Actually, something to kind of swing back to something you said earlier is talking about somebody who has appeared in just a lot of just random stuff would be our star here of Cameron Mitchell. And then we also have Pamela Ferdin, which I didn't know this until looking up trivia. I guess she was a child star, and then this is one of her last movies, and she got out of the business after doing this movie and then our last star is wesley erie this is a horror mystery thriller film that is from the united states so and then our i guess i should also do our synopsis is a ski mask maniac kills apartment complex tenants with the contents of a toolbox and what i was gonna actually ask before i got to say the synopsis is when do you know when you first heard about this movie um i think probably it was it was when I was older for sure, but it was probably okay. early two thousands yes. maybe. Okay, it's when so I first I think it first came to anything okay. where I had even heard of. It. I never I never had seen it, but I knew about yeah. it around that time. Okay, see, I'm actually kind of the same boat as you. I didn't hear about it until I got into podcasts, and it doesn't appear a lot. But I know I heard a few people here and there talking about it, and then as we were talking in the pregame, I know I watched the remake first because it was selected for a movie club challenge that I do every month over on a different podcast and 
it was one of those ones where I moved this movie up because I really kind of wanted to see how different they were and to see what, you know, story elements or characters or anything like that might have been crossed over. Now, you think that affected your viewing? Because I went the opposite way. I saw this movie first and then the remake. So do you think that affected your viewing at all? Were you looking um, for any of the elements from the remake and the old one? I wasn't necessarily looking for characters. I was... See, I did kind of come in knowing that the stories were completely different. Okay. So I think that kind of helped me to temper my expectations. So you are now, already as ready we for were it. Talk- Right. I know that the remake actually has more of a story than this movie did. Oh, yeah. So that was one of those things where coming in, I was kind of like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this one as well, because that's usually my major thing. But I definitely did come in being like, all right, I'm going to try to come in with as blank of no kind of preconceived notions of it as I could. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Cause that, cause when I watched the remake, I think I was looking for elements of the original in the remake. Okay. But, so, but, but as we know, that's a little different of a movie. <laughs> right, right. That's but I fair. do, yeah, I it's... do think it's worth mentioning because I think we talked about it in the pregame that uh, this movie was made based on the success that they saw from Toby Hooper's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, a low budget horror. Which makes sense. I mean, now they don't really share all that much of elements, especially because like Texas Chainsaw Massacre has like virtually no blood in it. And this movie, obviously, is much more brutal. But I can definitely see the low-budget exploitation take on, like, film that is, you know, kind of shared between the two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a easy formula. And I feel like a lot of people really try to take advantage of that after a, oh, a yeah. couple a couple big movies like, like that or maybe like a Halloween, too. Like, everybody tries yeah. to kind of take advantage of that, that kind of, not the same story, but a formula, kind of. Agreed. I can see that. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I thought it was um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because um, I think I brought up another movie with um, what's it, called The Undertaker. And yes. I said this movie, and that's from 1988 with um, Joe Spinell, who played Maniac, which this movie at the beginning kind of felt like Maniac a little bit. It does. So I just thought that was a kind of a, a cool tie-in that it felt like that movie, but then it actually, it actually kind of feels like a lot of movies from this time period kind of feel like this, though, honestly. <laughs> Well, it's kind of interesting that you brought up Maniac as well as, like, Halloween, because, like, this movie came out the same year as Halloween, so it's kind of interesting is that the slashers, like, hadn't really started as of yet. This movie has elements, I would say, of it, so, I mean, I guess you'd probably have to throw this in, like, the proto-slasher, like, category, because it's not, you know, fully leaning into all of the tropes and everything like that, but, I mean, it is kind of cool to see that you're getting that whole POV, and, I mean... I think this does share more DNA with Maniac for sure. Yeah, it feels kind of like that. But I, I think just, just the whole idea of Slasher and all that, it's still, like you say, right, it's still being formed kind of at this at this time in film. Right. So it's, it is kind of cool to see, because I didn't really think about it like that. But yeah, a lot of stuff um, that they're doing in this movie, not everything, but there's elements you'll see, you know, stolen over and over later. Right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but... But anyway, but uh, one thing I do want to talk about also, because I know we talked about you talked about the film star, but we got to mention our, our lady that becomes a porn star later. <laughs> I think we should got to yes. mention that too, because she yeah. has an audition tape in this movie. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely have to bring it up when we kind of the movie shifts the focus over to her, because that is kind of some interesting stuff that we were talking about in the pregame involving her. Okay, so um, is there anything you want to jump into else? Anything else about about the movie before we actually jump into the actual? 
I'll say I don't think I have anything that I would need to beforehand. I think I kind of fleshed out all of that. So if you're ready to jump into the movie, we can definitely do that. All right, I'm ready. Okay. So this movie starts off where we are with somebody driving in a car. We don't get to see who they are, but kind of an interesting thing is the radio is playing. I don't necessarily think it's full on like Christian radio where they're kind of preaching, but you definitely are getting some of that vibe from what they're saying. I don't really remember a whole lot of what the radio was, you know, kind of conveying, but that's kind of the vibe I got from it. Yeah, and I felt then, like that too. Okay, good. I, I didn't know if you kind of thought that, and it was kind of not until the end that it kind of clicked back to that, but that's kind of the vibe I was getting, almost like beginning of like children of the corn where once they're like lost out in the middle of like nebraska is that every radio station they're hearing that's kind of the vibe i got yeah that's 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 exactly i I feel like that's kind of what it's going for because it feels like just but where aren't they supposed to be like in la or something yeah no like this but it it feels like small town radio right but it does feel like whoever is driving that's the type of music. Like, he's probably listening to, like, AM radio. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. It feels like AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love, I don't know why, but I'm a sucker for the the driving montage at the beginning of these kind of movies. I don't know why. Yeah. I just I always like that as our setup because I always imagine the killer kind of surveying and looking over the, the city. <laughs> or talk, Yeah, like they're hunting almost. Yeah, it's like hunting, hunting at night kind of. I, like, I always have like that when movies do that. Because this also gave me vibes, this opening, like, sequence of the movie Duel, how, like, you're getting the credits there as, like, the guy is driving out of, like, L.A., so you see him get on these, like, major highways and everything like that. I forgot about that movie. I love that Because we're definitely driving through the city the whole time, but I do, I'm with you there, though, is I love how you're kind of, like, getting the feel of the city while we're kind of getting to know who our faceless person is at this time. Yeah, and uh, as always, I watched it once, and then I came back, and I kind of skimmed through it again. And there, there's a lot of strong religious elements that are at play okay. during the movie, yeah. so I think they're really trying to sell us on that early. And this is a good way to do it. If you yeah. if you really are listening to what they're saying, that's a really good way to do it, to kind of mold oh, who our character is. Okay, and then while we're doing this, we get this weird thing that I was telling Jake is that we get this freeze frame in front of <laughs> this car dealership, and I actually checked to make sure that, like, my, like, Tubi app didn't, like, freeze up on me. <laughs> but for some reason, we get this freeze frame, and then we get, they jump back and forth, I believe, so we're almost getting, like, a very quick montage mm-hmm. where I think they're simulating here that there was a car accident and that a young woman had died and this is, you know, something that has happened in the past. So, yeah, when that's happening, um, and we're going to get into it, but is that, are we supposed to be knowing that this is a triggering moment? Are we supposed to be knowing that? I don't necessarily know. That's actually a good question. I'm thinking that it is. Because I feel like, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it feels almost like, not not almost like a catalyst for what's going to happen in this movie, almost like he's kind of goes crazy at that moment or something like he remembers what happened no i I think you're onto something i think it is supposed to be like a catalyst moment where like he drives that way sees it and then that's kind of what sets him off okay yeah that's what i was feeling but yeah it's a really weird i wish they would have you know just spent like a minute and like literally just one minute and just show us the accident right here 
Maybe that would have been the better. only reason I think they didn't probably would be budgetary, but I agree with you. I think it would be so much more effective seeing the car accident, or at least like you could do clever editing as well to simulate it where like just have a car that looks like it's uh, losing control, yeah, and then and have then show the, result. the aftermath, yeah, exactly. And that's something they actually do in this movie a couple times where they show they kind of set up a kill and then show the, the aftermath, yeah. Of. Which I thought, that's, that's a good way to do it, especially on a low budget. Yeah. All right, and then whoever's driving this car, we see them pull over to the side of the road and park and then take a giant toolbox from the trunk. And at this point, I actually have in my notes that I'm assuming that whoever was driving was either the father or just related to the person that died in the montage. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we see this guy goes to a apartment and tries to help a lady out, and I didn't know if this was supposed to be the maintenance man or not, but she seems to be waiting for him because she said that she called him on, like, Tuesday, and he's just now showing up to come fix whatever is broken, but this movie doesn't waste any time getting into it because our person here comes after this lady with a drill. Well, I guess, yeah, this scene was weird because, okay, lady, you don't know what your maintenance guy looks like? I feel like right. at this time you would have probably one maintenance guy. Not like nowadays where if you live in an apartment, there might be several <laughs> maintenance people on staff. So that seems weird she wouldn't know who the maintenance guy was. And then he would come in with a mask on and she wouldn't. I mean, is it, it doesn't seem like it was that cold outside. No. Well, see, <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I think when he shows up, I don't think he has the mask on yet. I actually oh, think no? he puts it on after he kills her. And oh, I think he pulls it out of the toolbox. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so that so he so she's revealing who the killer is. We didn't even I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Yeah, because she knows who the guy is because that's she's why she doesn't him freak grief. out. Okay. Right, exactly. That's why she lets him in. I didn't even notice that, like but that. yeah, you're right, because he puts it on like later. Are you right? Okay, that's I do like how he's taking his time setting up the tool. And this lady sloshed a little bit, to be honest. Oh yeah. She's got her yeah. own little mini bar set up, and you can tell she's been probably drinking most of the day. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, though. I like that she fights back and hits him with a bottle and, like, tries to defend herself. That's, that's one thing I will say. I don't feel like it's just, you know, meat for the slaughter. I feel like everybody gets a chance to try to fight back, I guess. Yeah, it, it, Whether it works or not, I mean, they at least get a, an opportunity, which a lot of movies that... I guess a lot of slashers went away from that part of it, maybe. Yeah. Because usually it's only to the end where they really fight back. But <laughs> great. So yeah, that. But yeah, I really. But I really liked how he like takes his time, like putting the drill bit in, and she's just still talking trash to him. Yeah, like you said, <laughs> I called you earlier in the week, and it's you know what took so long, and he's still just. Yep. <laughs> that was. I thought that was. I think it's cool how they let him take his time sometimes in this movie. No, I'm with you though. I think it builds tension and suspense by seeing him get this drill right like we don't know necessarily what's going on i mean you come into this movie assuming that the person's going to be not seeing the guy's face you know that this guy's probably up to no good but i think it's great the anticipation of him setting the drill up like you were saying and then chases after i mean she makes some questionable decisions (laughs) i am forgiving though because i agree with you i think she's been drinking most of the day Mm -hmm. so i could see bad decisions being made because of you know, just alcohol being in her system. So, like, I think this whole opening scene, I'm like, okay, like, you have me on board. Yeah, I was down for it, man. This this is a good way to get me into the movie, for sure. Because I thought, 
And I, but at first, I thought we was going to be using that drill for every kill, but I like that we switch it up as we keep going. Me too. I'm <laughs> glad the like variety of weapons that get used from the toolbox. And I was... Well, we'll, we'll get into what I was about to say. We'll, I'll hold, hold that thought. <laughs> we'll keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, but as you were saying, though, is after he kills this lady, he puts on his ski mask that he pulls out. And we were talking in the pregame. <laughs> what I think is funny here is that this movie was not intended for high definition. No. I would be curious to see this movie on, like, film or actually watch, like, a VHS version of this. Because in even... I mean, Tubi's not known for giving us the highest quality, like, transfers. <laughs> no, not but with what I saw on there, I clearly was like, oh, I saw most of this guy's, like, face through these holes as he's putting this on. And we'll get back to it because the actual character hasn't been introduced yet. But he does at least don his ski mask, which would be weird because I do think you're right. This is in California, and it's probably way too hot for that. Yeah. And then, and like, we're talking about the AC. That's, this is a point that I don't know if I brought it up on this show before. But I know I've brought it up to people I've talked to. I am not a fan of watching newer, newer, uh, or like a UHD TV type setup. Okay. I'm not yeah. really a fan of that for watching older movies. Okay. Because it, to me, like, it really takes away from the aesthetic of the film. Because back then, things were dark and grainy, and you yeah. couldn't really see some stuff. And I feel like that kind of helped with the creepiness of the movies, because you were kind of making it up in your own head sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I've actually, because uh, I'm a member at a theater near me, and they will show a lot of movies on actual film, mm -hmm. and there is something about seeing it with the grain and everything like that, and I mean, I own the Evil Dead 4K, it does make me so leery to watch that, because I haven't watched it yet, because of, like, there's such a charm with that movie, and how it, you know, looks because of how, like cheap the film stock and everything was so mm -hmm. i understand where you're coming from for a lot of these movies because there is just some sort of character that comes with seeing them closer to the original way they were intended yeah I'm, i've never been like i know some people are really like and i don't know i don't know if you're like this or not but you watch so many old movies i don't imagine you're like this but like i have to have the the highest 4k blu-ray quality or i won't watch it like some people are like that and i'm i've never been like that just because i like like we say, I like the character of the film, like the way it was intended to be seen. That's why I'm I'm always jealous of you because you see, like, I, I'm guessing somewhere. I'm I live in Dallas and it's a it's a pretty big city, so I'm sure somewhere in a theater somewhere they're showing these old movies, <laughs> and I just am not in the loop for some reason. Yeah, but um, I would love to see him, some of these older movies on screen. I would love to. Yeah, no, it's I am definitely lucky that I moved back here and that this theater does what they do because of like that exact reason there are some old movies that i will watch on the highest quality like i have the uh suspiria 4k mm -hmm. that movie is just so beautiful with like how vivid the colors are mm -hmm. that seeing it in like even though that movie is great to see on film i really was excited to watch that with having you know the highest quality just to kind of make everything pop like that but yeah I'm not very snobby when it comes to certain movies because, like, I watch a lot of what I do on DVD still, and for me, that's it's sufficient for what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to get on the soapbox or anything because yeah, I like because no. I like I like high quality stuff for some stuff, like more yeah. more than newer action movies. I'm about like more high for definition, sure. but for my horror stuff, I usually just like that <laughs> that classic look. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Cause I, I'll tell you, I and I, and get it. especially I say UHD TV. What was I watching? 
Oh God, I can't even remember what they were. I wasn't watching it. My family was watching it in the living room, and I come yeah. in there. Do you do you have a UHD TV? Yeah, I do. Um, I ended so, up getting it uh for Christmas for myself last year, mm-hmm. and then like upgraded to all like the players and all the cords and everything like that. Okay, so I want to get your opinion. I mean, I, I hate to stop down the movie, but while we're talking about, it, I just want to no, get your no. opinion. So when you watch a movie on there, does it look like you're watching like a soap opera or like a live TV event? Or is it just my eye? No, some do. Like there's definitely some where like it does make things pop so much that it for certain things, especially because like um, Jamie got me the IMDb top 100 like poster so her and I have been going through and watching that. I only bring this up because on this poster, Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame are on there. Mm-hmm. So we've been going back. She's never watched all of the Marvel movies leaving up to it. Oh, wow. We've been streaming those through Disney+. Plus, and there are times where the 4K streaming does make it almost seem like you're talking about like soap opera because of how like vivid everything is mm-hmm. that it does almost make it feel that way. Yeah, that, and that's something that I I never did really like about it. And I mean, I mean the quality is great, and that's that's yeah. cool. But it's just like I usually watch older movies, so when I watch it on movies on there, it's like ah, I don't want to see everything that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, I hate to stop down this movie for that. But no, no, like that's. <laughs> I think it kind of makes sense to what we were doing. Like it is a, it's an interesting tangent to go on. <laughs> but yeah, but. I appreciate the older grit and grime of some of the VHS quality we used yeah. to have when I was a kid. <laughs> That's that, fair. My no. favorite movie as a kid was Nightmare on Elm Street, and that movie does not it does not do well in bright bright light. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can imagine that one. It's still a good movie, but I watched it on that TV once, and that's that's one of the I was like, oh my god, you can see a mattress, you can see this, you can see right, yeah, it, all the all the stuff that's hidden in shadow, you can see it. <laughs> right, yeah. But okay, okay, we can jump back into this. I'm sorry, man. Sorry about that. No, no, that. you're fine. <laughs> um, well, then from here we see a woman come home, and I end up figuring out um, that her name was Deborah. Now, she comes home, and she's getting cleaned up, so she's trying to get in the shower, and she actually has kind of an interesting scare where she realizes she left some clothes hanging up in the shower, so when she turns it on and gets, like, the shower curtain wet, it looks like there's a person standing there. What was that and about? Then, what? Is that a thing that you do? You just put um, a dress in the shower? I actually, my, one of my good friends, he does it, he doesn't put his clothes there, I will say that. He puts his at the back of the shower, because he has to wear dress clothes to work, or he at least used to, so he would use the steam from the shower to help get wrinkles out without actually having to iron his clothes. I've never seen anybody put them underneath the like faucet like that. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like I've heard of that, which you what you're describing. Yep. But it's I've never heard putting it right like like you're trying to wash it or something like putting it right under the faucet. <laughs> I don't. I, the only thing. Or maybe I she don't was drying if, it or something. I don't know. It, it could be. I think it's weird, and I just feel like it might be just setting up that scare that we get there. But, yeah, I'm with you. The only other thing could be, I don't know if she didn't have anywhere she could hang it up in the back of the shower, but, like, you have the shower, like, curtain rod. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I've always done. Or, maybe, I've, like, or is it something that I'm just, just because we're in a different time, that it's just, maybe people did that? I don't know. That's also a good point. Maybe that's what it was, because, yeah, I've never seen anybody do that either. Yeah, I don't because like you, I exactly what you described. I remember my mom used to do that, 
Yep. But I I don't I don't remember her putting it on the <laughs> on the shower here. Like where if somebody happens to turn the shower on, her clothes are soaked now, and then it defeats the purpose. Yeah, because I feel like anybody, especially if there's more than one person at your house, they would just I don't open the thing. I kind of put my hand in there and turn it on. <laughs> so. When I use our guest bathroom, like to take a shower, yeah, I don't look in there to see if there's anything hanging up. Like our master shower has um, a glass door, mm-hmm. so like for me, I wouldn't have to worry about it. But I'm with you. I would just reach my hand in, turn the water on, and then like yeah. leave until the water's <laughs> heated up. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, somebody's clothes would be ruined at either of our house. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but that was. I think that is kind of a cool little. Fake scare, I guess. I wonder yeah. if it got people in the theater. If they didn't notice that it was already a shadow there. Uh, I I could imagine it, especially if it's grainy, because you probably couldn't even see it. Oh, yeah, it probably with, wasn't like, as bright as it looked. <laughs> until it actually gets, like, wet. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I bet it was more effective then, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's uh, an interesting way to go. Okay, let's go. We can keep going. I'm sorry. Nope, you're good. Um, She ends up going back out because she had left a bag outside, and when she goes to do this, she gets knocked out by the killer, and he takes her back into the house. And then we also get our second kill here, where he uses a hammer from his toolbox to bludgeon this woman to death. Doesn't he, wait a say, Doesn't he take her like to the stairway or something? Isn't yes, like a, he does. Yeah, I forgot that, that he weird. does take her out there for some reason first. And then he then he's just like carrying her over his shoulder, <laughs> like he's taking her around. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's like. I'm going to say he's incredibly strong, but I guess she's probably like a 100-pound chick maybe or something. Yeah, she was kind of slight, so I could see that. And this also kind of sets up something we'll come back to shortly, but he causes her to bleed out in the trash room that is across the way from her apartment. Oh, it was a trash room. I know he took her to some room to, to bust her head. It's either things. a trash room or it was like a... Um, like washer dryer type room but it's definitely like a communal room where people could they other people use it as well and i know uh everybody has a quote-unquote sin right what do we know what this lady did do we um, know do we, we know what the other lady did i don't even know if we knew what the drunk the lady only did. thing i could think for the other lady is that she seemed like she was an alcoholic and was very vulgar so Deborah, was, that, was that her sin being just a, a alcoholic i think so there's nothing else that gets introduced about her so I, that's what I'm assuming it was for the first lady. Yeah, I was confused because it feels like, it feels like. Well, I guess as we're going through, we can kind of dove in if everybody has some kind of thing or not. But well, yeah, because um, as you were asking, Deborah is a lesbian because the next woman that shows up, Maria, is her girlfriend, and that's oh, when that's she sees the okay. bag outside of the apartment still, and is like. Deborah, like you left this outside, so she comes over, goes inside, and then she gets locked in as well by the killer. Yeah, and that's it's kind of creepy. <laughs> I think it's kind of pops yeah. up. And gets, <laughs> that part was kind of creepy for sure. But I, I think it was kind of. Oh, sorry, go for it, bro. Oh, no, I was going to say, I thought the death scene of Deborah was really good because as he's bludgeoning her, you can see like bloody hair clumps sticking to the hammer, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought that was I like I like the angle they use and everything. I thought that was really good. Agreed. Yeah, it, it, it's effective for sure. And the, like we said, the gore, the gore in this movie, I feel like for a low budget, they did really good with what they had for sure. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But she gets uh, our next lady. She gets the uh, screwdriver. Is that what she got? Yes. Yep. So she got. She, and he he's just. It's kind of a. <laughs> it's kind of a, not a weird death scene, but she's kind of selling it. 
She's like, oh, oh, as he's just. <laughs> she might have died a little too quickly for how she was attacked. But yeah, I don't think you would die that fast, but you'd probably be in pain a little longer. <laughs> agreed. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I thought that one wasn't all that bad either. And I mean, using a screwdriver was also kind of an interesting weapon there. I do like that we're switching weapons. I'll say that again. I know I said it earlier, yes. but I do like that he's, quote unquote, using the, his whole toolbox. <laughs> agreed. I'm right there with you. So that is interesting. But yeah, he's when he's just carrying her around over his shoulder because he like goes in the house for a minute or something, and then he's like, just, "Yeah." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was just carrying her around. I yeah. I, and nobody's I, noticing any of this or hearing any of this. Nope, not as of yet. That's that's one thing that I thought was interesting. An interesting t- change between the remake and this movie, because in that movie you can hear everything, and in this movie you can't hear anything. We'll as far as far as like what the neighbors are doing and the noise, like in that movie, it's a it's a big part of the movie that you can hear everything that's going on around you in the other part. Well, I do know after an upcoming death, the cops ask like you didn't hear anything, and I guess they said the walls are quite thick. Yeah. But I also noticed that our killer does also turn up music to very loud, like volume, so that way to try to mask what he's doing as well. So I do think that the movie does well in showing that. Yeah, I know. It shows you. Because even they have, they have a moment where um, a character's going to say, yeah, I have, to, I have to go over there every once in a while I tell her to turn down the music. Yep, exactly. Yep, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, so no, like, he said that's why he went over there to tell her to turn down the music. And actually, kind of going from what you said there, our killer looks out the window and sees, like, a woman upstairs talking on the phone and I thought this was kind of cool what you were saying there is like her window is open. And then our killer she looks down to. Then she Then one lady open her window? Well, the one lady upstairs has hers opened at first. Then the lady downstairs is the one dancing in her underwear. So our killer is watching her. The one dancing opens her window with loud music. So the lady upstairs has to close hers because she can't hear while talking on the phone. And the lady dancing downstairs is the one you were just referring to where she had to be told multiple times by people to turn her music down because it was too loud. Yeah. So it's kind of funny you brought that up. So I think it's weird that we're all just sitting in our windows. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought the lady downstairs, like, dancing how she is, I'm like, that's a little bit interesting, but I mean... It felt like she like would be people, in her bedroom doing that, right? You'd think, unless like the window's just, just right there by the front door, or like... Unless you get off on people watching you, which, well, I mean, I guess, knowing maybe. this lady, she probably could. <laughs> maybe. that's <laughs> We might be getting there here in a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was kind of cool how you set up, like, that, he, that he's looking down, seeing all these people, kind of seeing what they're doing. Yep, agreed. So I feel like that's not the first time he's been kind of in a room looking down, seeing people. No, because it makes me wonder, like, because, um... When we actually find out who the killer is, which I think is, I mean, for <laughs> the me, it was pretty reveal, close. you mean? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, right after that, it's interesting is that I agree with you. I think he has probably, you know, looked at these people from outside or, like, through other windows and everything like that. So that's how he kind of knows the certain things they've done that he finds to be a sin and comes after. Yeah, he's kind of judging it and looking. And this movie, so, hold on. So, uh, who's our who's our next kill here? Or do, no, 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 um, we gotta after, meet the. Do we, don't we um? Because at first I thought these... everything happened at once, and then when I rewatched, I was like, oh no, there's a there's a break because they're talking about the killings. Yeah, because the there was the three kills at first, and then another neighbor goes into that communal room and finds blood, 
and then goes into Deborah's apartment, and then that's when the cops are called, <laughs> and they show up. I thought this couple was cool because it feels like my aunt, I have an aunt and uncle that feels like this couple, <laughs> and that's how they react. Like, my uncle, my aunt would kind of freak out, but not be super freaked out, would be a little freaked out. And my yeah. uncle would be just like, oh, man, that sucks. Too bad for them. <laughs> he's not a good the guy. When they open the door, he's like, oh, man. <laughs> he's not really right. like. He's like, I probably, he's like, I've seen worse. But, man, this sucks for them. Well, it's right. kind of. <laughs> such a nice. They were such a nice couple, you know, and then just. And even the lady was like, because, and this, I don't know if this is just a, that may be just a black thing. I don't know. But she was like, I didn't know her that well, if you know what I'm saying. I don't 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 ask me too many questions. I don't know that much. I just want you to know. I'll tell you what I know. That's all I know. But I think it's understandable is that like in the seventies especially, like you didn't yeah. want to be necessarily associated with what this couple was doing. So it's like well, we didn't know her that well. Yeah, we, we didn't, knew who she was. We don't know anything about and you know they she knew, was a nice lady, but you know they knew because if they're her neighbors, they know that they were together. I'm sure. Oh yeah, because I mean, this is probably not the first. Or the last time that they, well, I mean, it's the last time, but, like, this is probably not the first time they've seen these two women together. Yeah, it's like, this is what I know, and that's all I know. I have no idea about them <laughs> being a lesbian couple. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> but, I you know, and then the cop is really, I remember when the cops are really asking, too, like, because anyone, like, asking about people, do you know anything about people that are coming? Does she have boyfriends? Like, right. they're trying to really find out what's going on. Do we, um, do we meet the, um, our brother and sister after this? Um, what ends up happening is the guy who owns the place, Vance Kingsley, who shockered everybody, this is the killer. And I knew that the moment I saw him without his mask on. Oh, yeah, this, this is when moment. he shows up and is like, oh my he kind of just looks suspect as he shows up. <laughs> and he relays that he has actually a very strict um, kind of way that he does things about renting out his apartments to people. He knew that everybody that was killed was nice, but... <laughs> We also kind of get the vibe that's that he creepy. might not have. Yeah, that's very really, creepy at this I point. I do it. I. What does he say? What's, I can't remember the exact words, but he's like, "Yes, I check everybody myself personally, or something." He yes. says something creepy like that. Something along those lines. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh my god, you're. What are you? What are you doing? What are you? Che-? I'm thinking that to myself, like. Like what does what that do you mean? Do, what is that? Yeah, what exactly <laughs> does that entail? And why is there so many, like, young women that you're allowing to live here? That seems creepy that you're right? picking it's them good. intentionally. <laughs> there's actually a lot of women that, yeah, that are renting here because, I mean, there's the... No, the that was my that first, no, that was my very first thought when he says I pick them myself. And I was like, man, there's a lot of single young women that live here. And That's you're picking true. them yourself. So you're, <laughs> you let one couple live here and then... then the old couple, they're a nice couple. They can stay here, but everybody else is going to be hot women or what? Uh, right. <laughs> Religious guys? We got to have those people that are consistent in paying their bills so that way you don't have to worry about like yeah, making sure that you make your payments. It should be like maybe one ha- one house with a young 20-something. <laughs> right. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> but okay, okay, sorry about that. Let's keep going. No, no, you're good. Um, and then as you were saying, we end up meeting our like main family from here where there is the mother who is Joanne and she works at a local bar. So she, you know, works late, so she sleeps late. And then her daughter is Lori, who seems like a you know like a good student and very pure. And then the brother is Joey, who likes to stay out late and this actually kind of gets him into not necessarily hot water, but gets people to kind of look at him a little bit closer. He's kind of a weird character because he's never Agreed. really, they never really, I, I don't know if, 
I mean, no, because we know who the killer is, so no. Almost like they were setting him up as a weird, is it this guy? Like, it's a weird, but it's not, because he we know he's not. So it's right. It's almost you like a thing? weird, just giving you somebody else to look at early, I guess, or I don't know. It's possibly that. The other thing I was thinking is that the cops look at him over all other suspects. So I almost wonder if it's because of him being such a good suspect that they're not actually looking at the right person to be the killer because of that. Yeah, and it's so obviously it's that other guy. <laughs> it's obvious. Oh, yeah, when they're, for sure. When they're interviewing him, it's obvious. It should be yes. to them if they were good cops. But this, <laughs> right. this main cop we have, he's... Because I feel like at some point he just tells somebody I'm just up against the wall and I can't find any leads. I'm like, you're in an apartment building with... You you can find leads, bro. What are you talking about? It's everything You've is there. I don't know what you're talking been about. Been investigating for all of like 15 minutes. Like you haven't even really tried yet. Yeah, you gotta walk this case out a little bit, man. You gotta do some. You can't just expect to solve it overnight. <laughs> right. But I feel like he's not even trying. Really, he's just asking the the questions, and he's like, "Well, I didn't get any answers, so man, I just I just can't figure this out." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I think you have to dig. <laughs> exactly. But okay, let's keep let's keep going, bro. <laughs> All right, and then um, from here we actually get a very interesting scene, as you kind of were alluding to earlier. Is we are in the apartment of a character by the name of Deanne, and she gets herself into the bathtub, and we get a quite a long scene where this woman actually pleasures herself in the bathtub, and we get to see almost pretty much all of it. I and you know what. I, I knew that's where it was going to go. I didn't realize it was going to go as far as it did. Agreed. But Agreed. they don't really hold any punches back because, like, we get the... And this is a this is a shot you have to use, the water running into the bubbles. And then when yep. she's in there, she's already, like, taking a sensual bath already because she's kind of moaning and rubbing her body sensually. Even right? before, yeah, even before she actually starts to, <laughs> you know, actually pleasure herself, she is rubbing all over herself. And, I mean, she's got pictures of herself on the wall. Do they say she's an actress, right? Or trying to be an actress I or something? I think so. She's either that or she was a model. Mod- yeah, it's something like that. It's something like that, Because it feels like, that, like yeah. that's that she has pictures, like like she would be, like, in th- either in things or just obsessed with her beauty or something. I don't know. Agreed. Yep. But, yeah, yeah but it's a central bath. And, yeah, they really, I mean, for a moment, for a moment, I'm sitting here watching this movie and I'm like... If anybody just walked in there, they would think I was watching a porno or something. Same thing. I, I was so <laughs> thankful that Jamie had went to bed because I'm like, if she walks down right now, she's going to think that she walked in on me watching a porn right now. Because I'm for, watching it's this a movie long scene. at like 9.30 at night and everything like that. <laughs> it's a long scene. It's it's a lot longer than it needed to be. And we're oh, getting sure. like different angles and cuts. and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's shot very well. I'll give them that. Like, yeah. The editing no, it and everything. Is. Like, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Like, this could have been a highlight reel for her to, like, because, I mean. We, oh, yeah. We, we, gonna, about the we want to get into that here in a minute. We might as well that this <laughs> this woman became a porn star after this. After, yeah. Well, is it within a year after this or something? I think so, yeah. So this and feels like a demo quite a while. reel. This feels like a, like a spice reel. Say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, look at this. Look what I've done already. <laughs> yep. But I think it's interesting here. Um. But I think we talked about it, I think, in the pregame. Or what is it at the very beginning about the music? Because um, she yes. already has music playing. I think he just kind of turns it up, right? 
Yes, yeah. Because she she's in she's on... in the middle of her her self pleasure, and so she's yes, not really she paying attention. She was like, <laughs> I think she was singing along with it, or she was at least like humming, humming along with yeah, it. Humming with it. And and actually, I will say, I like that the killer hums along to songs. Yeah. Now is he humming? Because that's why I wasn't sure of. Because he's doing it without the music too. Is he singing his own song in his head, or is he humming to the music that's playing? Because um, mo- most of the time, I feel like it's all diegetic, right? Like, it's music coming from somewhere in the movie. Yes, I think in this scene, he is humming with the song that is playing. And then I think other times, he just has a song in his head that he's humming along to. And this and this is why I want to bring it up, because, like, so I've, I've, I don't know if you ever met any older religious people that are kind of have a weird personality where they sing to themselves and hum to themselves all the time. I don't know if you ever met people like that. I have. I haven't met a lot. I have met people like that, though, yes. But there's a guy, and this is a weird tangent, but there's a guy, there's a, uh, do y'all have Dollar, I'm sure y'all have Dollar General, right? Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, so there's a Dollar General, like, literally, like, there's there's a weird placement for it. It's, like, right on the corner of my neighborhood, and there's no other stores anywhere near it, but there's just one (laughs) weirdly placed. It just, it just <laughs> so, popped up. Yeah. Like, I can walk to it in, like, two minutes. Like, that's how far away it is from my house. Oh, that's but, nice. Um, you have good uh, movie candy there. Yes. I love. I go there all the time before I watch movies. <laughs> but but anyways, there's this guy that always goes there when I go on my off days. And it's an yeah. older guy. But he's always humming, like, church hymns. Like, I'll be on one aisle and I can hear him across the store. You know, <laughs> Jesus okay. loves you. He's singing some kind of song. <laughs> just to himself. Not to anybody. Not talking. Just... Humming to itself. And I, I was imagining, like, Mona, if this guy is like that, he's so religious that, you know, he just hums religious songs to himself or something. I went, That's why I was wondering. Every time I heard I, him humming, I was, I was I picturing that guy does, in my head. <laughs> I think he does do that for sure. And, I mean, I, it feels like in this scene he's humming along with a the song they're playing. I think almost every other time, though, you're dead on. I think it's like a hymn of some sort that he's humming. Okay, yeah. But, I, but again, I love... Like I said, I know we were debating earlier. That might have been pregame too about what's country music. Yeah. Because <laughs> like for me, I was like, I'm in the South here in Texas, so country music here, I feel like it's has a different connotation maybe than in the North. Because yeah. it's fair. it's really country down here. In the and when you go to country, it gets really country. So yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was wondering because like I was like, what kind of I like the use of music in these. Uh, most of the, most of the kill scenes, I think there's some kind of music playing. Yes. Which I thought was a cool use of it, but I I, I, I didn't know what these songs were, and I know you were telling me they were like more of a country country tone, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, like what this the, almost what the feels were. like what was considered like pop country in like the late seventies, like early eighties, because this is like the type of my music that my mom would listen to. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't even really like country music. But for whatever reason, she so would this loves be like me. the equivalent of like a poppy country? It's almost like what was really because like when I was listening to this, what I could think of was like I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Tanya Tucker, yeah. Because this is the type of music that she would do. Oh, so I feel okay. like so that kind of made sense when you were like almost like the Motown vibe to it, mm-hmm. because yeah, it's not like the deep country music that you would like. Not even like nothing like you'd hear on the radio today. Like yeah. it's. It's not like that type of music, and it's not that real deep country where it's, it's almost twangy. Twang. Yeah, it's not yeah, twangy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about when I think I'm thinking of that twang. 
Yeah. I wasn't hearing that twang, and that's what I'm used to there. Because everything's got that <laughs> <Exactly>. in it. Exactly. <laughs> but I thought that was, uh, I don't know if it's, like when I was saying the music, I don't know if it's the actual music, but just for some reason, I love when it's, when you're kind of juxtaposed against a smooth sounding song and something horrific yes. happening. Any movie that does that, and a lot of movies do that all the time now. It's it's not even right. But when it when I was younger and that would happen, I always thought that was really cool. Agreed. They, when they do that, when they do like you're right, it's oversaturated now. But like when I was younger and like when I watch older movies, I love when they're doing the diegetic like the music in the scene our characters can also hear. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. And I, I know I mentioned uh, in the pregame Quentin Tarantino, but I, I just always go back to that one scene from Reservoir Dogs when he's playing the music, when he's cutting that guy's, torturing that cop yes. guy. I think that's really cool yeah. Like when you add the music in like that. I don't know. I just think it's cool. It is great when you can just oppose it like that where it's a horrific scene, but the song you're listening to is so upbeat. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's a cool thing. Especially, but in older movies, I love it because you know that, it, like like we were saying, it's not oversaturated at that point. It's still brand new. Exactly. But yeah, okay, so we can keep going to her. So she gets, we're, we're on the bathtub still. I think we've kind of jumped around a little bit, right? No, but I, I <laughs> like you brought up about the music, though, because we get this really creepy scene here where our killer uses bolt cutters to cut the chain on her door, and then he comes in, and like you were saying, though, it terrifies her because she can hear him humming, and then she opens her eyes and sees him standing there, and then we get this kind of interesting, like, chasing around her apartment that ends with him using... I didn't know this was a nail gun at first. I'm not going to lie I didn't know what it was at first. Until, until he shot it... I didn't know what it was. I thought, I was like... He... When he first shot it, I was like, is this a dart gun? Like, literally in my notes, I have dart gun of sorts. Because it didn't and look like a it... nail when it hit the wall, right? No, not at first. And it wasn't until, like, a little bit after that, I was like, oh, this is a nail gun. And I'm not going to hold it against the movie. I have a pet peeve with movies is nobody understands how a nail gun works because you can't fire nails like this, as far as I know, across, like, a room. Well, it, well, I mean, I know now you can. I don't know if you could back then. I don't know if you, got, <laughs> if you had if we had that that much power back then. I feel like nowadays you could because now we have the ability to. I mean, things have a lot more power than they did back then. That's true. Yeah. And I'm sure that people want the ability to do that, even if they don't need to do that. <laughs> so they've made it by now. <laughs> that, but back then, true, just... like we're talking about with the drill and driller killer, I don't know you could do that back then. It's it's a one. Yeah. It feels like it's a one shot nail gun too, right? It's something like that. Because or two shots, two to three shots or something. Because I feel like he has to reload it after that. You're right. Shot. He does have a reload it with, uh, like, he has that longer type thing that he has to put in there. For and they're adding to, uh, sound effects because they're making it sound almost like a shotgun. And I don't think it really sounds like that. Well, that's why I thought it was a dart gun at first because when the one shot across, I was like, is he firing darts? <laughs> but when he, when he reloads like, it, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> think it sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it comes with a cocking sound. Yeah, that makes I don't it, like... think so. <laughs> But it's kind of a cool looking little thing, though. Honestly, no, it is. I think it was really cool looking. The way he's holding, it, I feel like he's like a nineteen twenties guy holding a Tommy gun almost. It looks yeah. weird the way he's holding it. <laughs> That's true. But this guy, like, but he, but this is a long sequence because he's shooting the darts at her. She's running across the room, and she goes to her bedroom, and yep. we get full frontal for some reason at this point. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an audition reel. And then she's, like, beckoning him, you know, you don't have to kill me, you know. I'll do whatever you want. And I'm assuming she's talking sex, right? Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm assuming, after everything we saw from her. 
And he's kind of acting like, well, maybe, because he kind of puts the gun, the dark, the nail gun down, and he's... So I thought for a second, okay, it's 70s, I guess it's rape time, because that happens in movies like this, I don't know. But they didn't go there. <laughs> we went a different direction. No, at least not yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, what did, didn't she hit him? What did she hit him with or something to, before he, before she runs out? Uh, I don't it, remember. What, I feel like she hit a, him with something or grabbed something. Yeah. And then she slips I out the bed and tries to run away. Right. I don't remember what she hit him with offhand. No, but, but whatever happens, she hits him and tries to run away. And then that's when he finally gets her with the gun, right? Yeah. In the chest. I mean, in the stomach or chest or something. Yes. And then, and then I think he the, ends up killing her by doing shot. one, like. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, he, he comes back and she's like up against the wall or something and he gives her a kill shot straight to the head. Yep. That's a... Uh, thinking about... I'm trying to think of movies I've seen that in. That's... I've seen it nowadays more like in torture instead of killing. Like, you know, I can yeah. just imagine somebody sitting in a chair and they're nail gunning their hand to the chair or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely seen movies. I know... I can't think of what it is. I've seen something where... They've actually used like a regular hammer and have driven nails into somebody's like hand while they're tied to a chair and stuff. So yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Or am I thinking? Oh, uh, you know what I may be thinking of actually, man. Uh, you remember No Country for Old Men where he's got that high yes. pressure uh, thing? Yep. And he's just shooting high pressure air straight to your head. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like That's that. A it feels sweet like sweet weapon. Yeah. And no, it doesn't leave any trace. <laughs> yep. But anyways, like I was thinking, like wow, so this guy just. It would suck to get shot in the head with a nail gun. I don't know if you would die right away. Depends I don't on where know, you got like, shot, I guess. Yeah. I, but, because I don't... It does not seem like I feel it's like fun. you would be in pain and you would maybe lose some some functionality of your body, maybe? Or your cognitive, I mean, it, cognitive ability, maybe? I don't know. De- yeah, depending on where you get hit, like, you could potentially survive it and, like... Yeah, I don't feel like almost, it's instant death because I feel like when he shoots her in the head, she just dies right away. Right. Well, cause it could paralyze you where you could still be, like aware of what's going on if they used it, you know, in the, like, proper spot and everything. Yeah, but I don't know, because he doesn't shoot her in the middle of the forehead. I feel like it's, like, off to the side or something. I, I think you're right, yeah. Because she's not even bleeding on her face when they kind of show the close-up. I don't feel nope. like there's blood dripping down or anything. But I don't think so either. But anyways, this was a cool, I thought it was a decent scene, because they even give her, they give her a chance, but it does go on too long, because I think this scene starts with the bathtub, and that's, that's three yeah. minutes right there. Right. <laughs> Just in the bathtub. <laughs> and I think she runs around her apartment and, like, fights him off for another, like, two or three minutes. So we're really featuring her for no reason. So I, I guess it's just for her, her uh, introduction. She needed this demo. This demo yeah, they were just like, she's like, I will do nudity. And they're like, all right, we're going to get every bit of this on film. Yeah, everything. And then she's like, but can I not die right away? I, I, I want to be nude on just a little bit longer. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, that's what happened on that scene out of there. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's keep moving. <laughs> well, then from here, our killer actually goes to the apartment of our family, and we see that Lori is on the phone with her boyfriend, and she doesn't hear the killer come in, and then she gets taken, and there's actually kind of an interesting scene where she knocks over her Pepsi, and then her brother comes home, notices that her you know Pepsi is knocked over, and then I think soon after this, the mother also comes home and she scolds <laughs> him because he was out and about while there is this, you know, maniac on the loose. And that's when they hear that one of their neighbors was the the lady from the bathtub was killed. 
And immediately, Joey starts to think that she has been taken from of everything that he's seen so far. Yeah, now let's let's go back to that scene real quick because I do like the brotherly, like, oh man, you just wasted it and clean it up. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can just imagine saying that, like, to my brother, wasted. So, like, well, you just didn't clean it up, man. Come on, you're like, gonna get in what trouble. What are you doing? I'm like, you're gonna get in trouble with mom. Just like, what are you doing? But <laughs> <Right. laughs> I like how when she, you know what I thought. Because we find out the mom has a job, but for some reason, I thought the mom was, like, a drunk at first. So did I. I thought she had, like, problems, and this family is just kind of, like, struggling. Yeah, I thought she was going out at night. I didn't realize she was working. So that kind of, when we find out it was revealed that she's working, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that until later on in the movie, too. Yeah, it felt like a broken home, I guess, because there's no dad, and we don't even know if there was a dad or it was just a single mom this whole time. We don't even know. Yeah, I'm not sure if they ever kind of explain that or not. But going back to the brother, like we were saying, um, I think it's kind of a weird thing how they set him up because he's like, so supposedly he's going out. Yes. All the time. And he's always like, there's a scene when we first meet him where the sister's like, you were out all night. And he's like, why come you didn't wake me up? You know, I was, you know, out late. You should have woke me up. And then in this scene, the mom's like, you let your daughter, I mean, you let your sister disappear. Just because you came home late, you know, you should have already been home. And So what is he doing? We never even know what he goes and does. He says something about watching movies at some point, but um, it'd be I nice know... to actually know what he was doing at some Agreed. point. Agreed. Because, like, it makes it seem suspect, even though, like, he's not really even a red herring. I do know, because this is where the he tries to file a report that the scissors missing. He does tell the cop the one time where he's like, where were you this night? He's like, I got hungry, so I went out to get food. I don't necessarily know if he has a set thing that he goes and does. I just think because his mom's not home, he just goes off and just roams around and just does random things. It just feels, I don't know why it feels weird to me, but it just feels weird that as a teenager that you would do that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I feel like you would go hang out with your friends. I feel like you would go hang out with yeah. a girlfriend. I, I can like see where you you're coming from. I feel like you do something, but I don't feel like you would go out just by yourself walking around. Like, that feels weird. I don't know it does feel does. weird, because especially because he becomes, like I said, a suspect for these murders, but, like, we know it's not possible, but, like, they're well, not He doesn't have really an anything. alibi either, really. <laughs> exactly. Because that's why the cops immediately start to think that he's the one behind everything. And that's why they're like, well, you know your sister's missing, so, like, what did you do to her? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Go find her. Yeah, I like, I like how they're kind of, like, not even trying to help him. They're just, like... Asking him more pointed questions, trying to get him to say that he's involved. Agreed. Like, they're trying to trap him in something. Right, exactly. I'm like, what? And he seems, like, so oblivious to it. He's like, well, no. I go out by myself. Like, he's not even trying to make his alibi sound real. He's just like, no, yeah. I was by myself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're, but they, these cop, this cop is awful. Our main detective, he's awful. Oh, yeah, there's something I'll bring up um, here in a little bit about him that really kind of irked me, because I'm with you. He's not a very good detective. No. And so, okay, so after this, like, uh, what, I mean, he goes and meets the other guy. What's what's that, What's that? our other guy's name? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, it's uh, Kent Kingsley Kent, is yeah. the nephew of Vance, the guy who owns the place, and they pay, he pays Kent to go around and clean up apartments so they can get ready for the next person to move in. And oddly enough, this is illegal now, at least it is in Michigan, for him to be cleaning up a crime scene like this that has been cleared by the police. Because you actually have to have, like, 
um, yeah, I was a- special permits, and you have to be like um, licensed and everything to actually do what they're what he's supposed to be doing here. That's something that I was thinking when I was watching this movie. I was like, I feel like you have to be like a professional. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I guess you the seventies were your, a wild time. <laughs> I mean, you can give your nephew like twenty to fifty bucks and just say here, right, to go clean up the blood of the first uh, kill. Because I feel like they don't even. It's not even crime scene taped off. They're not even investigating it. They're just... And this really happened like the day before, like two days yeah, before. Yeah, this, so this like, whole movie takes place within, what, three to four days at the most? I think so, yeah. So I'm like, I think this is still a crime scene. <laughs> I don't think we've solved the case well, yet, right? We just said how bad the detective was, so I guess I could see like him already clearing the crime scene because he's just not doing anything. It's a weird point where we see like a chalk drawing of this lady's body, and the drawing is so awful. I'm like, did this guy, <laughs> yeah. did this detective draw it? Because this is sucks. <laughs> yep. But yeah, this guy, he's not, he's not a good detective. But most, most uh, cops are played in in these kind of movies, though. Yeah, that's true. It's I think it's rare, and this is an early version, so maybe you know. This is one of the things that kind of set that trend, I guess. It definitely could be. Because the the inept, the inept cop is always a slasher trope, right? Uh, yeah. He's always late to the party. Cops, he can never solve bumbling it. bumbling of some sort. Yeah, they can never solve it. And they're always blaming the wrong people. Yep. <laughs> so it's a, it's a trope that will not die as we get later in the years. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, so but but uh, he meets him, and that guy he when he meets uh, Kent, Kent's kind of a weird personality, though. He is, cause I know what I have in my notes is that while they're talking in this apartment is where we learn about Kathy Kathy Kingsley, who was the daughter of Vance, and that she is dead, and that it also seems like Kent is willing to help Joey investigate everything because he takes him over to Dee's apartment next. And we get that weird scene where they find her dildo, and he actually throws it. <laughs> I thought at that was funny, Joey. Because at that at that time, would they know what that was? That's why I, I don't even know what sex toys were like back then. If that was oh, by like that nowadays, age, I, it's nothing. But back then, right. I don't know if you would know. You I don't know that. if I would have back when I was these guys' age. Maybe, but <laughs> I didn't know a lot about them. Let's just say that. Uh, this I don't know, man. I I, I always tangent it off, and I'm sorry. I was I don't know if you no, ever watched fine. the show Chappelle Show or not, but there was a skit they did a long time ago where this dude like finds a girl's vibrator and he's like, Hey, I found your lightsaber <laughs> And it, <laughs> and, then, and it cuts to him like turning it on, it's like and he's sitting there like swinging it like a lightsaber. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I found your lightsaber, it smelled kinda of funny. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but then it just cuts to him like playing with it like a lightsaber, like <laughs> And that was my first thought. I was like, I probably would have thought it was some kind of, like, sword or something. I don't know what I would think it was as a kid. (laughs) See, I kind of go back to um, basketball when I see vibrators (laughs) in that scene. So, not the same. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. It's always hilarious, though. But that's, I don't know if that was, because they really do, all these women are independent. I think that's something we didn't really talk about, but. We haven't. They're all living independently. They're not like under some guy or anything. So I think that's that's true. Kind of a cool thing to show, you know. Even though I mean, even though we're just victimizing them, but still. But (laughs) it's cool that we're showing independent women living in the world without having to have a man. If that makes sense. It is interesting that that's what they're showing, and it's also interesting that the killer is a male who 
doesn't like that they are independent. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that angle, but yeah. I didn't yeah, until he, he just like said that. something. He wants him to be the old way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing. I don't even know if that's, you think that's something they were really trying to do or just a happy coincidence? I would hope it's a happy coincidence because <laughs> if not, like, that makes everybody behind this, like, kind of shitty. I do believe, <laughs> like, just thinking back to it, I believe one of the writers is a woman on this. So I would hope that they really are kind of pushing that there are strong independent women here and that, like, the villain would be somebody who's trying to put them back in their place. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, because if so, that's a really good that's a really good kind of thing that we're working with. Yep. As far as thematically, anyways. But yeah, um, but you know what? At this point, I think this is when the movie turns into a different movie, right? Doesn't it start kind of... Um, yeah, because actually, I had down here that we see the mother going to work. So that's where I realized that she, you know, works at a bar and she doesn't want to be home. But yes, from here is where it kind of goes psychological thriller because we get to see that Laurie is still alive mm-hmm. and that she is being held by Vance. And actually right before that is where Kent and Joey show up and they're in the garage looking for stuff to clean what? up the apartments and everything. <laughs> okay. And that's okay, where keep going, keep going. I was going to say that's okay. just where Vance comes out and is like creepy like, I'm going to make lunch. And they're like, all right. Cool. And no, then you know leave. what I thought was weird about this scene though. What's that? Because at first I didn't, I didn't. He was looking at them weirdly because yeah. they're having a conversation at first, right? Yes. Yep. They're in. The but they're garage, in, there in like, the dark. Talking. I feel like they're in the dark, right? Or did they turn off? Yeah. The light? Yes. No. You're right because Vance turns the light on. Okay. So I, at first I was like, did you think they were in there, like, you know, doing something together? <laughs> what? Because he has a weird look on his face. So at first I was like. Does he think they're talking about him being the killer, or does he think they're in there doing I mean, some some male on male type stuff? I didn't understand. It like, could the be that. The only other thing I could think of is that he thought somebody was in his garage just stealing stuff. Well, I mean, as a deeply religious man, is what I'm what I'm going for here. Oh like, yeah, I he, see what you mean. Because he was had a really yeah. weird look on his face, like he was kind of like, I know you're not doing this as my nephew. I know you're not. You know, like I feel yeah. like. But then we see what he's really got going on, and I'm I, right. I didn't know what the look was for. Was it? You guys are interrupting my playtime, or, or yeah, you guys are no. here doing something against the Bible in my <laughs> eyes, or like I don't know what his that weird look on his because it was like a not a shocked look, but kind of like an angry but weird. It's a weird yeah, look. it is definitely a weird look. And they look guilty because when they both turn around, they look guilty. <laughs> oh no, we were just they, getting tools to clean or whatever he said. They did look very guilty. That's where I was kind of like, man, guys, what are you doing here? Yeah, I just thought that was weird. But yeah, then we then he's got to make he's got to make some lunch, right? We're gonna make some peanut butter and jelly and milk. <laughs> yes, he does. And we actually see that he has Laurie dressed up in like children's clothes almost. And, and this is this is where it gets to this is where it turns to like a prequel to uh, don't was it don't breathe or can't breathe? What's that? Yes, movie? Don't, don't breathe. breathe. Yep. It turns into part three, the prequel of that movie. Yep. <laughs> where. Also, not only that, he also has a thing for lollipops, which is also kind of like... That's weird. That was really... See, this... See, there's... This scene made me think like we were doing some... We were going to do some weird sexual stuff here. See, that's what I thought. And I mean, I still feel like there's a little bit of like a sexual connotation here. Because this is where we actually learn like that he's been killing people because they're not pure... I actually just realized the first person, I had wrote this in my notes and forgot I had it here. 
The first lady was divorced. So oh. he killed her because she's a divorcee. Got you. Now, see, it makes... I, I have a better feel because th- that character is actually copied in the remake as uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. If you remember. Okay. If you remember yep. I don't know if you remember how long it's been yep. since I do remember her being the like first person that like we follow back to the apartment, and then she's the first uh, kill. That's the only kill that's like close to being... Um, not scene for scene or anything, but close right. to the exact same vibe and the same kind of setup, kind of. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I think that's... I didn't know that she was divorced. I didn't understand. Because in that one, she's divorced too, I think. But I didn't understand it in this movie. Yep. That she's... I, but yeah, everybody's quote-unquote a sinner, right? Yep, and they're not pure anymore. And he felt his daughter was pure. And now he's got this weird like fixation hang-up that Laurie is now going to be his daughter, Kathy. And this is where I was waiting for some reveal to happen. That... Her mom was involved in it, or her brother was involved in it, or somebody was involved in the killing of the daughter? See, I thought so, too, or that they were going to have something... Some connection? I mean, if you would have actually made the mother be, like, an alcoholic... Like Like a drunk driving accident or something? You could have her working at a bar still, but just, like, that she's getting drunk on the clock, and I think that would have added an extra layer to everything. That would... If there was some connect... Like, like if they would have connected the brother, maybe... I would have liked the brother to have borrowed the mom's car and, and you know, and drunkenly did it or something. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that could be another thing, too. Yeah. Because we never know what he's doing, and it would be nice to tie everything up where, yeah, he goes out and borrows his mom's car and does stuff at night. I don't know. Yeah. But, now nah, there's, there's just no connection like that. But, but no. yeah, that would have been nice if there was. But this is a weird, because <laughs> he's got her, like you said, kind of like in little girl clothes almost, right? Yep. It's like a little, like, dress that... She's way too old to be wearing, I feel like. But at the same time, he's got her tied up in like, it looks like, like lace or something. Like, I'm like. Yeah, like, I feel like this her gag feel especially like is, yep. Are we even to say the gag is, I was thinking the gag was like a pair of underwear. <laughs> it looks oh, like. I, yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. I, it does look lacy. That's why, I, yeah, I'm with you. But it doesn't look like it would be hard to get out of these, is what, I guess is no, my main point no. I was trying to say. At least to get it out of your mouth, I think you could easily do that, because he does not have it tied, like, tight. No, and even the things on the bed are across her, they're not like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not binding her yeah. individual legs, they're just a, a rope across her both legs. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like she could get out of this bed if she just played it cool and let him leave the room. But he's, he's a really... We, I feel like I want to know, I want to know about his mental break a little more, maybe. Yeah, so th- I mean, at this point, I'm like, what are we talking thing, about? <laughs> right, right. There's, but I, mean, I guess if you lost a child, you could snap like this. But I mean, I'm they allude you, to it, it. They allude to it, but I'm just saying, like, I, I want to just a little bit more. You know, let me know for sure that that, that he's broken from reality. <laughs> right. Because at this point, I'm like, is he broken from reality all the way? Because yeah, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm still waiting for a reveal. Maybe that's maybe that was my fault <laughs> for waiting for a reveal <laughs> at this point. But I don't know. Okay. But, it, but um, and it, what, what, it, he tries to get her to eat the lollipop and then he's actually making her eat it or she, no, she eats it herself, right? Yeah, I she think she kind of plays along with him a bit there and takes uh, yeah. the like other one that he had. I think, yeah, because then at some point, he's asking her about being, you know, when she's sad when she died, and he's asking her, like, all these weird questions, oh, and she's kind of right. playing along with them. She's like, 
no, it's worse. Dying is easy. It's it's harder, like the torture or something or whatever. Yeah, you're right. She said she like saw heaven and everything like that, and yeah. So she's really playing along that. with them, which I thought was kind of creepy. But I guess she's like, I'm gonna try to stay alive any way I can. I guess. Yeah, you have to. For some reason, for me to, I always have weird connections in my mind. I thought about. I don't even know which Friday the Thirteenth it is, where the girl pretends to be Jason's dead mom. Um, when he comes that in, is part two. Yeah. So for some reason, I had that vibe. Like she's, I had to be this person just to survive. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's that's what she's doing. Yeah. So that that has a really, like I said, it becomes a different movie at this point because you're like, so now he's gonna have a, a tortured. Girl is keeping in his basement or something? Like, whoa. Well, because, I mean, like, we don't really get any more, like, slasher kills anymore. And no, the, you're the right. slasher like, is over at this point. All, right, all that this stuff becomes was a psychological movie. Yeah. And, that, and um, <laughs> that's, I know I brought up uh, Joe Spinell and The Undertaker earlier, because that movie is exactly this formula, where the okay. first part of the movie is all a slasher movie. And then all of a sudden, it's another movie completely about cops trying to find this guy. <laughs> and there's no more kills like that, and it's so just like this movie, it's the similar where the slasher ends, and now we're in some weird pre '90s drama, <laughs> cop drama. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what? Um, the brother does he go to the cops again, or do they come and ask some questions again? Um, what I had down next is that the detective actually visits the mother at her bar. Oh yes, yes. So. <laughs> Why is he trying to hit on this lady? <laughs> I have no idea. This cop is garbage. You're supposed to be finding her daughter, and you're trying to find out what time she gets off. And you know, wait, what is it? I get off around two, because she's like, it's just you know, you can just ask me right now the questions you have to ask me. Right. You know, I can come back when you get off, and we can, I guess, have coffee or something. I don't know. <laughs> but not only that, he literally. <laughs> bashes her daughter to the mother and like blames her for like oh, yeah. <laughs> the daughter disappearing i'm like you're gonna hit on her after you say all this <laughs> what are you doing man right and he tries i think he gives like one more opportunity he's like he tries one more time and she's like no he, does. he, just, he just asked her right there in the club yep. and i thought he was gonna take her like to the back room or something he just goes to a table yeah <laughs> is it any less loud just at a table i don't think so no not at all <laughs> I really thought they were going to step outside or go to, like, a back room. <laughs> yep, I, I thought so, too, and no, yeah, like, it, it's it's really weird. I also have down in my notes that we have a lot of great, like, white people, like, dancing extremely <laughs> stiff in this oh, scene, and, this... and I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, this is a weird place she works at. Is the mom anybody? Because she looks familiar, and I just can't, I couldn't place her, though. I don't think so. I can look real quick. But... What was the mom's name? It's Anita uh, Corsat. Yeah, she looks for me. I've seen her in something. Something older. Oh. oh Blazing Saddles. She was in that. Oh, shit. The Blob? The original one? I was actually going to say, she's the uh, the main love interest in The Blob, the original one. Wow. Okay, so I have seen her before. I just didn't realize Yep. Okay. I didn't realize that was her. Cool. Okay, I'm down with that. I wonder if she was on T. Yeah, Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah, she, she was on a lot of TV. Matlock, Gunsmoke, Emergency, Adam-12. Uh, for some reason, my grandpa watched all these shows <laughs> in uh, reruns, so my, and I've watched them. My grandparents both watched these shows, so, like, anytime I was over there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so she that's that's probably more where I knew her from, but I remember her in the blob now I'm thinking about it. But I had no idea. 
But now, I, but I remember from TV, I think, mostly. That's fair. Because her face was so familiar. I was like, who is this lady? Okay. I thought so, too, and it, it, I didn't even think to look it up until just now. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah, but anyways, we're back to the movie. I thought it was uh, more of this inept cop trying to hit on, you know, the person you're trying to, her daughter's kidnapped. It's all been happening in the last day or two, and you're trying to, what do you think is going to happen? Are you think you're going to, like, have sex with her? Or what? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what your end game is here, especially with the daughter still missing. Like, once you find her, I guess you could angle something. I don't know, but that, right. <laughs> find her first. How about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, uh, let's let's move on, then. Yeah, so then we get this weird scene where Kent goes back to his uncle's house, and he's, like, searching around the property, and that's where we see that he, like, looks in the window and sees that Laurie is, like, tied up there. So he knows what his uncle is doing. So is that the first time he knew about it? Um, I'm not well, sure. Well, you know what? Because he does kind of, when the uncle's coming back, he kind of ducks out real quick. He does, yeah. So but it must he be knocking the on the time. window, though? I feel like he was knocking on the window slightly or something, right? I, I don't no. think Laurie ever notices him looking in, though. No, because he's behind her, but I but I felt like he was knocking on the window and she could hear it before the... Because she was reacting as though she could hear the little, like, a light knocking he was doing or something. Possibly. But well, we'll get to it in a minute, because I was confused as if he knew what was going on or not. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. And then it looks like next in my notes is that Joey... I don't know what he figured out, but figures out that the uncle is the person and that he ends up going to the house and we get a really weird scene that I wasn't expecting that Kent is protecting his uncle and kills Joey by tossing gasoline on him and sets him on fire oh, in hold the on, garage. Hold on. Didn't there a scene before that though? I don't have the anything painting? in between. Do you have the, remember when the cop, there, there's a cop scene that's what I was talking about before this because that's when he says it at first. He tells the cop he was like, you know, somebody, because remember the cop's at the apartment and he's looking out the window with the binoculars and he's like talking to him and the other, and the Kent's painting the wall in the room. I don't remember this. Because they're, they're, they're cleaning up the, the crime scene and the cop's looking through the window and he can see all the windows, everybody yeah. else's windows. And he's like, he's, he has to be able to look and he gives it to the uh, brother and he's like, do you see anything, anything that would uh, give us a clue or anything? And then he's like, I think he says pretty much at this moment. That he thinks that the guy's uncle has to be the guy because there has to be somebody with access yeah. to all these people. Okay, and you I can do see not Kent's face. Some of this. No, but Kent's face because he's painting the wall. And he's vi visibly, you can see he's upset. Okay. Because he's like, "What? You're trying to set up my uncle?" He kind of has a look like that on his face. Ah, uh, I do remember that part. I do remember him getting defensive mm -hmm. against Joey for saying it. Yeah, he gets mad about it, and then, but then he kind of cools down. And he's like, "Well." Okay, you go, and I'll just you know I'll finish doing this or whatever. Right. But yeah, but that and then that's when he goes to the to the house at that point to look look right. through his tools and everything. And that's when he's like, "Look, there's blood on here. There's blood on this stuff." And all that. I do remember that there where he finds the tools with blood on them. Because that's from this, the this is when he's gonna get he's gonna get a barbecue right 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 after that. Yeah, after just sets him on fire. <laughs> that blew my mind because I Me didn't too. know this whole this whole sequence right here where. You know, like, at first, he's, I didn't even know what he threw on me. I didn't know why you just have gas just in that thing. I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, and it's like little kid's swimming pool just sitting there. Yeah, it's and... not. So back then, you didn't have to cover gas or what? 
I don't know. I guess not. Because I, I feel I, like I, you would still have it in some kind of container even back then. I mean, if you yeah, it well, I think like back then they used to or like something, the, I guess, or what? Usually, they, they, like my grandparents had like a metal one that yeah. had like a uh, like a funnel attached to it. So I, I would assume it'd be something like that, not necessarily like the you know plastic ones that we have nowadays. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But he just had it in that little pool. But he throws it. He picks it up and because he's got his back to him. Yep. And he just picks it up and throws it at him. <laughs> and then he's doing this really creepy thing where he's like matches with his thumb. Yes. How do you do that? I know you can I've do that because I've seen it in movies. Well, I mean, I've I guess, I guess it doesn't mean it's it. real, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never been able to do it. It's so cool and I wish I could. But he's sitting there like, and the guy's like freaking out because he's like, oh my God, my eyes are burning. What is gas? And then he's just sitting there playing with the sing. What is he singing? It's like a creepy song about the nightlight or something. I don't even, He's singing like a creepy. He's saying a creepy. Yes. It sounds like a kid's song, like Jack, Jack be nimble, Jack jump up. Like, like one of those kind of. Right, like that? a nursery a rhyme nursery almost. Rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It sounds like a nursery rhyme, but it's about something lighting up or something. And he's sitting there lighting them and throwing matches at him. And I'm like, this guy flipped a switch out of nowhere. Oh, great. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't did not trust see him, that coming at all. But I, same here. I had no idea that's where they were going to go. That he's a psycho, too. I did not see that coming. <laughs> and again, this is making me feel like, like, I, I keep saying it's a prequel to uh, Don't Breathe because it's like, so this yeah. guy, that guy saw his uncle do this. And then when they killed his daughter, he decided he was going to do this when he grew up. <laughs> yeah. It's... That's what I kept thinking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make my own fiction to connect the two universes, but uh, it didn't work at the end. We'll see. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because things just keep going off the rails from here. Yeah. So is this the so you okay? The, the, he comes back in. Um, his uncle comes back in, and he's still acting really weird with her, right? Yeah, so that's when that's when have... he comes in, right? That's when Kent comes in after that, right? Yeah, because I have that. Both are crazy. What is that doll? He's got a doll, too. What is that about? He has, like, a little doll he's trying to get her to play with? I'm assuming that must have been Kathy's when she was, like, a little girl. And But I, I no, don't but understand there's something this. something weird about it, because remember... Well, no, never mind. That's We're going to get to this moment here in a second. Hold on. Yeah, I also have here... I don't know why, but this made me laugh, is that the uncle is so sweaty at this point. When they come in, he <laughs> is just drenched. And I'm like, this makes him even creepier to me. Just cause I'm I like, know. And I'm guessing it's just they didn't have AC on the set or something, but oh, he's that's probably very sweaty. With all of the lights and everything, he's probably just not been able to... And he's kind of a larger man, too, so I'm sure it's hot. Did not go well for him. But um, he's got a ski mask on and a trench coat in L.A., and I'm assuming the summer, but I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> so maybe, maybe is... he just took it off, and that's why he was hot. <laughs> that could be. They didn't shoot it in sequence, so he just did a scene with that on. <laughs> <laughs> but here is where they start to kind of reveal backstory, I guess. Because this is where Kent reveals to his uncle that Kathy wasn't as pure as his like her father thought she was. And that they had an incestuous relationship. And that he's really, you know, he's unnerved because he loved his cousin and with her death, it made him mentally unstable as well. Yeah, I, this is a weird... Because we, we get yes. a reveal, but it's not really... 
Because we still don't know what happened with the car wreck. We know that right. he was involved some kind of way, but we don't even know really what happened. <laughs> still, so I was like, what are we... You So what? You were having sex with your cousin? What's going on? I almost and, feel like they're trying to establish here that Kent and Kathy... That he was driving when it happened? But wait a minute, isn't... I feel like there's a moment where... Doesn't the uncle say, like, that he helped him? That Kent helped him? I feel like there was a I, moment where he says that. I believe so. I think you're right. Yeah, so, I think so, he does say that. So are we supposed to believe that that means that... But no, but it's clearly the uncle is the killer every time we see him. It's never that kid. Right. No, I don't ever... I think the uncle's always the one doing the killing. Oh, the cleanup. I, Maybe it means the cleanup. I think that's what I took it as, is gotcha. that... Okay. He knows what his uncle's doing, and he's protecting him by doing that. Okay, and I wasn't sure if he meant like he was in on it, like killing him. I didn't, I didn't know what he meant by like, and he was in on it and helped me kind of deal. Right. Okay, that, that's before he like, and the uncle like, what's his, it's, <laughs> it's a weird performance because like, he's so like hurt by hearing that, and he like runs to the corner or something. He does, yeah. He <laughs> with the he's doll quite in his bothered hands. by everything. <laughs> he's got the Which doll I mean, in his hand. He's squeezing it like in the corner. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not going to lie. If somebody came in and told me they were having an incestuous relationship with my daughter who is dead, I mean, I'd probably snap that I feel point. Like, I feel like but if I mean, I'm clearly. a... But I feel like if I'm a killer, I think I would try to kill him. Yeah, I don't know no, if for I would sure. run to the corner. <laughs> I'm a yeah. not a killer, but I would, I would probably swing on him at minimum. Oh, yeah, no, like... <laughs> He's not getting out of there without some issues. <laughs> but it was it was a weird moment because I didn't know if he was telling the truth or not. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah he maybe nope. he is because he seems really unhinged. So, yeah, he probably is, but I'm or with is he you. just trying I to confuse his uncle? I don't know. Thinking the same thing. I, I was confused. as like, is this really true or is this what you like? Or, did, or were you just having like these feelings and nothing actually happened? Yeah, like he wanted it to happen or something. Right. Which, and see, that would have been a good reveal at this moment if we found out that he did it, like he's the one that killed her and just pretended it was an accident. Could be, yeah. Actually, That would have been a reveal that could have happened. (laughs) Because I'm, like, the only reason that I think he actually did have a relationship with her is something that happened shortly after this point. And, like, we'll get to it here in a second, but, like, that's the only reason I think they actually had some sort of, like actual physical thing happened. Now, I will say that made me think that maybe not, actually. I'm actually on the opposite side of that coin because I thought thought the way that he talked to her was that maybe in his mind he wanted it to happen and it it never happened. Okay. Because they both are really... So is that uh, family, in their family history, mental mental health issues or what? Uh, I mean, the way it would seem like it. Because they both seem to have the same problem. Right. And it seems weird, but, but yeah, like, so you want to go ahead and, uh, get to where the next part here, where they're going to go to the kitchen, him and the uncle. Yep. Cause I have here next is that once everybody's back in the, like once these two are back in the kitchen is that Kent actually stabs his uncle finally, you know, put an end to him with the, he stabs, we, the, stabs him through the doll. So it looks like the doll is bleeding. That's right. And I feel like the uncle's like, you killed her. You killed her again. Did he say that? Or am I making I that up in my so. head? I feel no, like you I said think you, you might be right. Again. You know what? I remember the doll now because after he stabs the uncle, he actually washes all the blood off of yeah, the doll. Yeah, he fixes, he like cleans it up and it's got like a big yep. 
it, it's it's like the throat is slashed, which is yeah a choice they made on purpose. I can only assume. Well, yeah, yeah, trying to go a little <laughs> bit of art house there. Yeah, yeah, because when he's cleaning it up, it's like I just said throat is slashed. Oh, okay. So when he stabbed him, he slashed her throat. So th- and then that made me think. So show that the daughter got her throat slashed, not that she got in a yeah. re- like. Give me that reveal at this moment. That would really kind of tie stuff together, honestly. It could, actually, yeah. But, nope, that's not the movie before it. They didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go even somewhere else here. Yeah, because then um, Kent goes into the bedroom, and Laurie thinks she's going to be freed, and, I mean, he does free her to an extent. <laughs> oh, God, this is a... Yeah. Is it just me, or did this this scene feel longer than what it was? Oh, this scene just with the with the creep factor, yeah, the creep factor yeah. of it made it feel longer than what it was. Where he's like, because the whole time I'm like, there's no way this is gonna happen. Because actually, I'm pretty sure that they established earlier in the movie is that Laurie's only 15 years old, so like, mm-hmm. she's and not even, even like, of, like she's she's age acting, of consent. No, but she's even acting like like she's yes. a little girl still. Like I, I don't even know how old the girl is supposed to be. The daughter? Do we even ever know that? Um, I I don't. I'm assuming probably around the same age as Laurie, but so like around fifteen. Yeah, I would say so. But I mean, you actually bring up a good point there. Is that since she's been being held and how the uncle was talking to her, she's definitely reverted being to like even younger than what her actual age is. Yeah, because the way she's talking about, oh, you saved me, and I was, yeah. I didn't know what he was gonna, like. She's talking like she's a little kid. And it's exactly. weird. It's kind of weird for a second. That's what makes it creepier. As yes. you're seeing, like what he's telling her and all this stuff, and what he's gonna, what he's about to do. Yep. I was it necessary? I mean, they they wisely jump cut past it. Yes. To them being fade, just kind of like, like a fade. Together. They kind of fade past it. Yep. But I'm glad they did that because that was me too. We didn't need that. We really, we really didn't need it, but we really didn't need that. Yeah, because it. it it's a left turn that I don't necessarily know if we needed to make. Oh no, we made we made a left turn a, a few exits ago. <laughs> <laughs> when the movie changed uh, to another movie, we that's I think true. we're back in the circle. We're making circles now because we're just that's true. <laughs> staying in the same crazy area. What I will say though is that I do like how they end the movie though. Oh yeah, I I actually enjoyed it because Me I think so. that's a re- I like. I like the, like, so you want to go ahead and just, just kind of say what happens right here? Yeah, is that, as you were saying, is that we fade away from him coming on to her, and then we see the aftermath that they, that he ended up, you know, pretty much raping her. Oh, hey, and then and while, I, got, I got one more thing before we, for the final Okay, moment. go ahead. Okay, so this moment made me think that he didn't sleep with the, with the cousin or whatever, because the look on his face is like he's, like, fulfilled something he's always wanted to do, almost. Okay. Like if you're looking at him, he looks like so satisfied, and he's like rubbing her arm and everything. Like he looks like it's something he's always wanted to accomplish, and he's finally accomplished it. So that made me See, feel like he always wanted to have sex with the okay. cousin or something, but he just in his mind maybe he had done it, but he never completed the act or something. Maybe okay. he was mad she died that. before he got a chance to. Maybe See, that's what I his took it. break was or something. See, I took it as because she the cousin died. That he has been missing her so much that actually sleeping with Laurie allowed him to get back to that feeling. And that now that he has, you know, Laurie taking Kathy's place, that they can, like, I mean, he's really weird here talking about how 
they're married and that they're going to live happily ever after together and everything. So I just kind of took it as, like, he got her back, and that's why he's having these, like, feelings. But I definitely can see where you're coming from as well, though. No, I can see that reading you're talking about as well, though. I mean, it's... The way the movie's made, they they don't give you any actual answers, so... You can read it. Exactly. I think you can read it both ways, depending on what you're picking up on. So, for, for sure, because sure. I could see it the other way too. I just, for some reason, I felt like, I just felt like he was finally like fulfilling something. But also, what you're talking yeah. about, the way he's talking about it is almost like that's what he had planned for the other girl, and it just since she died, they couldn't be married or together like he wanted or something. Well, I mean, even going away from that though, it's like he literally attacks this girl doing this, and like. He's acting like everything that just happened is normal. So, I mean, like, there's definitely some psychosis there that really is interesting. Now, one thing I would like to know is just, mm-hmm. I feel like almost we needed to see, I, well, I say we, I needed to see the uncle, like, doing something negative to Kit, maybe, for okay. religious reasons. Okay. Like, I feel like I also ne- I almost needed to see, like, that trauma being passed to him versus him already having it, if that makes sense. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if, if he's super religious, I feel like almost he should be really hard on Kent. And Kent should seem like happy-go-lucky, but really, like, we see scenes where, like, he's really mean to him or something. I mean, I'm with you in the fact that I do think outside of what we see... I'm trying to understand, like, why, he's, why is he crazy, too? Because, <laughs> I mean, I would be... I think we should definitely see more of the uncle outside of revealing it to Laurie while she's tied up. I do think they needed to establish more of like the religious idea, especially because you don't hide very well that he's the killer. So I don't see why you couldn't show more of his depths of his like religious belief. Yeah, they just kind of skim it and they it's yeah. all undertone. It's never really like super obvious, I think, except for like a couple moments he actually says why he's doing it, but... And I mean, I think they established like, well that he's religious, but I agree, yeah. Yeah, they, they could have really expounded just a little bit more to give us a better feel for it, though. Agreed. Yeah, and it wouldn't have took much. That's, that's one of the things I don't like, because, like, whenever they don't do that, like, it really wouldn't take much. It's always, like, A little minutes, thing here Like, and a there, couple right. minutes of scenes that you could, you know, re- drop in there that would do it. But Agreed. Lo, we're talking low budget here. I mean, this yeah. is, what, 165000 is what it said on, uh, what's the name, IMDb or whatever, so. And film's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is film, <laughs> so if you, you can't, yeah. not like now where you have multiple takes and endless takes. No. Right. <laughs> now it's about time, more than money, yep. but back then it's it's 100% film money. So yep. you don't want to waste film. <laughs> but they That's wasted true. a whole demo film on, <laughs> on that yeah. one chick, so, in the they bathroom. Did. Okay, we, sure we didn't did. get to the, we're, we're missing the lead here, so let's let's get to the ending of this movie. Yep, well, what <laughs> so, they end up doing here is after the whole, like, sexual encounter, we see that Laurie looks over and there is a pair of scissors that is sitting, you know, next to the bed, and then we get a great scene that it cuts to of her walking in this, like, white nightgown across an empty parking lot at, like, I'm assuming it's supposed to be either, like, dusk or it's supposed to be dawn where like the like sun is coming up i'm assuming and she's just covered in blood and what i just love about this is that she's free but she's completely broken by everything that's happened yeah and i i I think it's a really nice shot Uh, yeah the way they set it up because they're both laying in the bed and he's you know he's like in heaven almost and then she just kind of and it kind of just slowly pans over 
and focuses in on there's a pair of scissors right there and she's not tied up anymore. Right. And then all of a sudden you just see like her hands holding the scissors with blood and it kind of shows her the reveal her whole body covered in blood in that white night and and I think the having it I know it, it probably wasn't in I feel like it's not intentional. I feel like it's another lucky accident. But having her in all white at night, covered in blood, walking through that parking lot, that's a really powerful shot. It is. Agreed. Especially when you just jump cut to that after, you know, giving the reveal that there's some scissors right here. Yep. So you already know what happened. And that, that those kind of moments, I think that's that's how low budget can do it good. Is like, we already know in our mind, and we can already imagine, once you see her hands with the blood, you can put it in your head what she did, that she grabbed it and she was stabbed it multiple times, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah for sure so you can see it in your head and it makes it better than them doing it cheaply and showing us you know what i mean oh yep i completely agree so i thought that was a great well the only downside to this ending is that at this moment we got this great moment and then we just cut to that weird story where they try to tie it into yeah. real life or whatever i thought she was going to walk into a police station that's what i thought it was going to end that with her walking into the police station and then we cut it right there. That's what I thought was going to happen. I would have been fine with that. Because I don't like the trying to pretend like this is based on like an actual like crime that happened. Because like I was looking up some stuff that uh, we were talking about a pregame actually. Is that the only thing that's real about this movie is that there was a killer who used power tools. Like back around the time that this movie was made. But I don't like trying to tie into a true story when there's no actual like truth per se for the story that we got no i think they just took that page because you know, we said it earlier that um the people that made this movie were were really encouraged by uh texas chainsaw massacre success right and that movie had the same kind of element where you know based on true events or something right or something like that and I, so i think they were just really trying to tap into that and get that kind of people will want to see it because they'll think it's true <laughs> exactly no it's it's true i mean I remember in high school seeing the Texas Chainsaw like Massacre remake, and I had this guy in class acting like this was like real crime footage in the like beginning and end of that movie. I'm like, no, like that's, no, that's, that's a remake, and like that's that's a movie, man. Like it's now, just you not know what? real. Now hold on, you may or may not be old enough for this. I don't know. The greatest example of this ever in my book is Blair Witch Project. Yes, 100%. Where, how old were you when that movie came out? Um, it came out in 99, so I was 12 when that movie like hit theaters. So I don't know if you were in on it, because in 1999, I was 17. Okay. About to be 18. Yep. And I was, you know, had a car. I was, so everybody was talking about this footage, because if yep. you remember, they set up a website. They made everything seem like it really happened. Well, and they had a documentary every, on the yeah. Sci-Fi Channel ahead of it, like yeah, setting up the that. stage for the movie. Yeah. So everybody, when I when I went to the theater, it was a full crowd. Everybody's in on this movie, and the idea that it was all fake, like it, like I don't know what your reaction is to that movie, your uh, review of it, but yeah. I remember that whole movie. Everybody, the, my experience, everybody was tense, on edge, yep. the whole movie. And then when the ending happens, there was a collective, oh, man, are you serious? That's it? There was a collective anger at the end of that movie that... That's interesting. And I was, and then later, I remember, because internet wasn't as good back then, but I remember yep. slowly 
<laughs> waiting for pages to load, looking up information. And as time <laughs> went on, I found out it was all a hoax. And I was, I felt cheated. And I, I wonder, yeah. like, because they made a ton of money on that movie on a they really, sure really yeah. low budget, like a ton of money. And I just wonder, like, <laughs> like this movie, like, this is a really earlier version of that, you know, just trying to tie it together. But yep. I just wonder, like, how many movies like that have happened where they try to tie it to real elements just to fake it, and it's not even, not even partially true. Uh, I know that it's happened a good handful of times off but the like, top the, of my head. Yeah. Can you think of a movie that had more hype in no. it than um, Blair Witch, though? With using no. those kind of that kind of element? No, I know some movies have like tried to do it to get people in the seats, but nothing to the extent of what Blair Witch Project did. Yeah, that was crazy. So this, so I mean, this I'm not, not taking away from what they did. I think it was brilliant. It was a brilliant idea, a brilliant strategy, yeah. and it worked. Great. <laughs> but yeah, just no, tying it to a fake thing, like because I think I think it's just when you really think it's real, you really want to see what happened. Yes. Because people are curious, like you really want to know the real story. So when you can see it, you're like, oh man. Because I really thought I was watching real footage. I remember, I, I it's just such an experience. Because when you have a great movie experience in the theater, yep. I feel like it sticks in your mind more. It does, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So I just remember how on every the whole movie, everybody's on edge. The yep. whole movie. And Absolutely. then when the reveal happens, I just remember so much disappointment in the crowd. Because <laughs> everybody wanted more. We wanted to see The Witch. I think that's what it was. Everybody yeah. wanted to see it. We never see it. That's Spoil, uh, spoiler alert from 1999. <laughs> <laughs> you never see the witch. <laughs> I think everybody who's a horror fan knows that already. Seen oh, yeah. Not, no. I mean, especially I for hope. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> movie is almost 25 years old. Because you've at least seen the remake at this point if you hadn't seen the original. I Probably. <laughs> okay. Well, back to this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. But, uh, okay, man. So that was another movie. We get that tie, that loose tie in. I didn't yep. even understand what it said because. I didn't even know that there was two different women characters. That threw me off. Yeah, it was written weird. Yeah, because it's... So there's Lori, but who was the other woman that it mentions? I thought they said the name... I it was thought two different quote, women's names. There was was Joanne, but Joanne would be the mother. Yeah, so the mom went to... They're saying the mom went to... I, okay, maybe that's what they're trying to the, say is that the, the mother went, went to a mental hospital or something like that for what happened i guess to her son i guess i don't know I don't yeah know. it's it's written badly because i didn't understand what was going on no i was the same exact way where i was like i read through it and i was like what and yeah. then i ended up looking up and being like oh i'm like i'm not gonna go back and read it now that yeah, i know no. that it's <laughs> yeah i was like nah, okay whatever <laughs> it, it, it was a it was a great ending to the movie and then y'all just kind of yeah. threw that in there y'all should have kept that for yeah. the, after the end credits or something <laughs> that's true okay man so i guess i got anything else you want to add to it man or is it time for the the moment of truth here where we're going to talk about some reviews um i think i'm good on just moving over to kind of our like ratings all right man let's do it i'm ready who went okay. i remember who went first last time um i believe you did last time so i'll go first this time okay all right so for acting um i was actually kind of thinking back on this I think for the most part, like, none of the acting's great. Like, I don't think anybody here is, like, blowing me away or anything. But I also don't feel like anybody was all that bad. And, I mean, we actually get some really creepiness from some of the people as well. So, I actually came in at a three for my rating here for acting. 
Oh wow, man, we're we're actually on the same page here because that's about where I am. Okay, I'm at a three also. Okay, uh, I, like you said, I'm I'm on the same page. I didn't think anybody was bad. Yeah, I mean nobody was great, but nobody was bad. It was a little yeah. bit above the average acting you would see around this time period. I think. Agreed. So I mean, I was at the three too, man. Actually, it wasn't. Okay. I'm trying to think of who my favorite character was or anything, and I don't even know if I had a favorite character. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Um, but yeah, just everybody. There was a couple people that were a little subpar, but for the most part, everybody yeah. was at minimum average. <laughs> I mean, I would probably say for me, the best performance is the person that played Lori. But the problem that you run into there, she just doesn't have a lot of screen time, no. so she's kind of just missing a lot. But I mean, I think she does some really good things with just like after effects of the torture she's kind of going through. I mean, most of it's like psychological torture, but. She'd probably be the best one, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? Thinking about the more of the ending parts, maybe you can give it to yeah. her. If we had, if we had a category, maybe she'd be in there. Because I yeah, know the fair. brother's a little too dopey for me. The cop. Maybe. Yeah, agreed. Kent, maybe he's a little over the top, but maybe. Yeah, he has some parts where I'm like, even before it's revealed that he's crazy, I'm like, yeah, he's giving it away too early. Exactly. So I don't know, and the uncles, I don't know. You you see him? He just don't... wild from the get. Like, no, because just... <laughs> at the very beginning, I knew he was the killer. So no, never mind. Right. So I'm like, this guy is. <laughs> there's something up about him. So yeah, I'm I'm staying at three, man. I'm okay. with you. All right, what's our next one here? Oh, it's up on you now. Yeah. Um. So for cinematography and effects, I actually really was impressed, and I think a lot of it is knowing that this is lower budget. That the after effects of a lot of the kills and like even during the kills, I thought looked really good. Um, I get like for me, I took off a little bit of points because of how the movie pivots that we kind of miss out on having some more effects later in the movie. And I almost feel it's a misstep as well as we were saying earlier to not show us what happened to Kathy and kind of just cutting away to it. I think the cinematography outside of that is just pretty solid. So I actually came in with a 4.5 just because of the budget and what we got from it. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I'm higher than what you... I'm a little lower than you, but I'm I'm higher than what you probably would imagine. Okay. Uh, just off bat, I'm at a four, actually. Okay. Because I did I did think they had some really good uh, shots that they used. Yep. And I think that uh, the effects were, were pretty good. I mean... Okay. The way that they, they chose to shot it, nothing really looked really bad. Okay. Everything looked, you know, good enough. And there's yeah. a couple moments I really liked. Like, I really love that last shot. I don't know why I really love that. No, that I'm pan over to the scissors. Yep. And they, I really love that. Um, I didn't really love the shot, the bathtub scene, but it was shot well. Yes. <laughs> and I love the hammer. I like the hammer. I love the, um, I thought the drill scene was kind of cool how they did that. Yep. The nail scene I thought was, was cool. Yep. Um, just for this kind of movie, I felt like they did a lot of, sometimes the kills are just like straight to the kill, but they kind of let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. So, I thought I was with it, man. So, I gave it a four. Okay. Perfect. Um, And then for music, uh, I don't necessarily love some of, like, the featured songs I had. I do think that we had some really good atmospheric music. And I'm actually going to give credit because they did go diegetic with some of the songs. And actually incorporating them in where, like, some of our victims are listening to stuff on record. And then our killer is, like, humming along with it. And our killer is also humming as a way of, like his almost calling card type thing. So we know that it's like him. So I came in with a three for the music. Okay. I'm going to be a little bit higher than you. I'm going to be at a 3.5 for the music. Okay. Uh, Just because I really, and it's not even the music choices, the actual songs. 
Yeah. It's just that I like the that juxtapose of the the songs playing with the kills. I really like For that. Sure. And the and the type of songs they the type of song they chose I thought was a good mix. Yeah. Uh, I know we're talking about country versus poppy or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I probably won't be picking up any of these songs for my own personal collection, but Fair. I do I did enjoy how they were using the movie and I do love the the like with the diegetic nature like with the record player yep. sometimes or I feel like there was a radio before on one team, but Yeah. I do agreed. I do yeah. like how they do that. So, I gave them a 3.5 for that cuz I thought they did it very well. Okay. Um and then for me for the story and the plot, I think we get some good elements here. I love that we have this guy who owns the apartment complex and that he is going around killing people. I mean, it is kind of a plot hole that he is not a suspect, even though he would know everybody who is, you know, staying in his apartments and everything like that. And I think we even have some good, like, ideas being used with this religious-based killer and everything like that. And wanting to kind of get revenge or try to fill that void that is missing with his daughter no longer being alive. But because there is not enough kind of fleshed out, I came in with a 2.5 as there's good elements, but there's also bad elements, so I'll come in right in the middle. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to be about at a 3. Okay. That's where I'm going to fall. Um, yeah, it's it's always there, right? It's always right there, and, they, and a lot of times in these movies they just don't don't do it. But I right. feel like just a couple more scenes they revealed a few more things for us, and we would have been in business. I mean, for the most part, I was with the story, but it's just like give me give me just a little bit more. Show me, show me right. what happened. Show me why some. You don't have to give me the whole story. Just give me a couple moments so I can understand. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like you don't need a lot. Yes. Like we we talked about in that last scene. All they did was show us, you know, the scissors and then show us the blood and we all understood what happened. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Just show us something so we can understand what happened. So I feel like those moments are always just left, just left right there. And we're looking at the movie like, it's right there. Just show us. It's right there. And they just, they just forget about it for some reason. So now I do think at the beginning they were really doing something cool, but just I don't know why they made that strong left turn. I don't know. I don't know uh, yeah. why. I, I'm with you. Yeah. And it goes really crazy after that. It really does. So it does. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at that three, just because okay. of that. It could have been better than I could have really been higher than that. Just tie a couple of loose ends for me and. No, you I'm got right there with score. you. Mm-hmm. Give me just a little bit more, and I think my score could have skyrocketed, like you're saying. Yeah, because I mean, this movie is put together. Okay, except for like how it does that weird pivot at the end. Yeah. All right, so 3.0, final answer. All righty. Then for experience, um, despite my issues with the story and, you know, not having the greatest acting, but, I mean, the acting is serviceable, and I enjoyed the effects a lot. So for me, I actually have my experience as a 3.5 for this movie. Oh, wow. So I'm actually going to be... Just a little higher than you on that one. I'm gonna be at a 4.0 for my experience. Actually. Okay. Now, <laughs> I was wrong. Like I said, the first half, the first, I don't know if it's a half. It may be. Is that last part half, or is it like a third, maybe? Uh probably a third because I mean, I will give them credit. Is that they go slasher for a good like half to two thirds of the movie. And it's right, it's right there. They jump right into it pretty much. Yep. So exactly. I like that. I like what we were doing. Um. Now, I will give him, I gave him a four because 
even though I didn't really care for where it went at the end, I did yeah. like the crazy nature of it that this movie went from slasher to now it's an abduction movie and he's trying to make her his daughter. That was I didn't expect that. Right. <laughs> and then when the when the when Kent burns him up with that match game, I didn't expect that and that was so crazy. So I was like, Oh wow <laughs> I like this. This is crazy. So when you give me fun, crazy moments or weird like moments that I didn't expect, sometimes that'll that'll make me bump it up a little bit on my experience. Not not That's saying fair. that I that means I'm with what they do, but I yeah. just really if it's fun or it's really crazy, not too far in left well, that's pretty far left field, but <laughs> not as long as it's not in the parking lot. If it, if it's in the stand somewhere, I'll try to catch it. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> that's fair. No, I can I can see that. So I'm gonna have to go four on that. Okay. My ratings are a lot higher for this movie than I expected going into it. I just want to say that. You know what? Same here. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Like I thought I was gonna be a lot it, lower than what I am on a lot of. Yeah. This. I thought I would have fun, and I did have fun. I, I I figured I would have some fun. I just thought my ratings would be lower. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> okay, man. So, all right, man. So, what's your uh, what we're looking at your totals, man. Yeah, so actually just kind of looking through everything, I would probably come in with like a 66% for this movie as like there's just more good in this movie than there is bad. So that kind of makes sense to me that my score would be kind of hovering around there. I mean, if I was probably end up going to be rating this, like I think on my like written review that I end up doing like right after watching it, I'm coming in at like a 7 out of 10 overall, so I'll kind of give myself that roundup bump just because, like I said, this movie is better than I was expecting. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Um, and let me ask you, man, so what's your, uh, would you recommend it? Um, I would, not to everybody, just because I, I think some people, if you can't handle more of like the violence, this one might be one you might want to kind of avoid, but I mean, for the most part... I, the slasher element, if you're a slasher fan, I think this would be an interesting movie to watch, even though it does go off the rails at the end. Yeah, I'm with you. So for me, uh, I think we're pretty close, man, because I think I was at about a 69. Okay. So I'm right about a 72 on this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm with you on that, on those, uh, being a good, being a pretty good slasher in the beginning there. I think, I think it's got great elements that right. anybody, anybody that's really a fan of this genre would be able to, uh, have some fun with the movie. And, sure. um, you know, a lot of people like the the tit shots for no reason. That's in this movie. <laughs> That's true. You got the cool kills in this movie. You got some really, you didn't see it coming moments in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a first time watcher and you're a horror fan, I think you would find some enjoyment in this, especially if you're an old school horror fan. Maybe newer yes. school horror fans, maybe not. Not as much, maybe. But, like, if you're an old-school horror fan, you would definitely, I think you would enjoy it. So, again, I made about a about a 70, so me and David are pretty close on this. I think he had a, he yeah. rounded up to about a 72. So. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely recommend it for those horror fans that are looking for something to check out from the older school horror, early pre-slasher stuff. This mm -hmm. is probably the one of those kind of movies you would want to check out just to say you saw it, if anything. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and again, there's was, there was a couple cool moments in there, and... I think if you watch it, you'll see just little nuggets of stuff. Because that's why I like, I say this every time, I think. But that's why I like watching these older movies. Because you see little nuggets of stuff that people have seen. And yes. kind of either developed those elements more. Or copied them. Or 
you know, Agreed. inverted them some kind of way. But it's yep. it's elements that started like in these earlier movies, and you you can see where people say, you know what, this is more important. Let's focus on this part of it, or let's yes, because now movies don't really turn into two movies anymore. Now we follow <laughs> the same movie throughout. <laughs> but you There's can tell a few they didn't know every where to now go and then. But yeah, you're right. No, but you could tell like they didn't know where to go, so they just yeah. like went somewhere else. Went That's back true. to the classic, you know, cop movie or something, or yeah. somebody missing, somebody got killed movie or whatever. That's fair, yeah. Almost like a fake. I would like maybe you can tell me because you may know. Is there a movie like this where there's a old seventies movie where there's a killer, but then it turns into like a Charles Bronson exploiting exploitative type movie? Ooh. Um, I like to I like to see a movie where there's like a Charles Bronson esque cop guy from back then. Not I know now we have stuff like that, but I mean from back yeah. then, where he's trying to get a killer and he the killer's killing people and I'm sure it exists. I just don't know what it what it is. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I could think of offhand, and I think you're already kind of referencing it, is like Death Wish is really the only ones that I could think yeah, just off the top of my head. Charles that Bronson fit as that character. Exactly. <laughs> like the moment you start saying it, I was like, oh, so like Death Wish. And I was like, damn, I don't know of anything offhand. Um actually I, just want that, I want my I want my cop to have not to be incompetent, I want him to have a little bit of machismo to him where he's a badass. I don't know if this necessarily fits 100%. I was listening to a podcast that does a lot of exploitation films. I know there's a movie called The Exterminator, and then there's a sequel, The Exterminator 2, that you might be interested in checking out. Hmm. Am I describing The Punisher almost? What am I, what am kind I of, actually. About? Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just want to watch a, a Punisher Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm going to check that out. The Exterminators? I've never seen it, but yeah, the Exterminator, and then there's a sequel. I had like listened to it; it sounds really good. I know it gets very violent, and I'm pretty sure the poster for it has him with like a flamethrower. Oh wow! I'm always in on flamethrowers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still have the image of that uh, Santa movie we watched. That was one <laughs> of the most epic flamethrower scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, and that 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 alone, I, th- I think I said that in that podcast. That alone is worth watching it. That's Just true. to watch that, I... that awesome slow-mo flamethrower scene. Yep. <laughs> but all right, man. Um, anything else you want to add on this one before we close it out? Um, I don't think so. I think I got everything out that I was uh, looking to say. All right, man. So anything you want to plug on, over on uh, Journey with the Cinephile? Anything you got coming this month or next month? Um, As of right now, I'm really kind of doing... I know my first couple months, I kind of do a theme with each one where so far this month I've been doing what I dubbed a new year, new movie, where I just literally take a randomizer, hit that once, and then whatever number comes up, I go and watch that movie, just so that way I kind of, you know, watch something different. And then in February, I will be doing, half the month, I will be doing women's history, so I will be trying to watch either, I try to find a woman-directed movie, and I think I'm kind of running into some issues finding more of them just because I've watched just random ones throughout the years and everything like that. And then the other half of it, I will either do black exploitation or I'll watch uh, black director like horror movies. So that's what I'll be doing for the rest of this month and all of February. Awesome. Like right now, uh, I'm getting my list together because I think February is where I'm really going to jump back in, man. Because I got okay. a lot of, I'm, I really want to cover a lot of those uh, black exploitation horror movies I watched last year. I watched yep. a lot just to just because I hadn't seen a lot of them. Uh, okay. And I know you had watched some of them because I remember, I think we were talking about yep. like uh, uh, Blackenstein or something. Did you watch that? 
Didn't you watch that? I have seen that. I yeah. watched that last year. Yep. <laughs> and I, I know we were talking about Blackula at some point, how that was a better movie than what you would think it would be. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So, there's some there's some movies that I want to talk about. Have you ever seen a movie called Large Shango? No. That's a pretty good movie from back then. Okay. I didn't expect to be. It's it's more of a voodoo type movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. I it's, do it's like It's more like Sugar movies, Hill. Yeah. Have you seen Sugar Hill? I did. I watched Sugar Hill last year, actually. was one of the ones I covered in February. Yeah, it's it's closer to like a Sugar Hill type story about voodoo and stuff like okay. that. But yeah. it's actually, I thought it was pretty good. for a, okay. It's like an older movie like from back then to like 70s yeah. sometime. But okay. Check that out, man. Uh, not, I mean, just add that to your list of stuff to check out at some point. No, for <laughs> but, sure. But uh, as far as uh, Doc Marachi Studios, we got, I'm always doing videos. So if you ever check me out, uh, IG or YouTube, Doc Marachi Studios. I have a lot of videos I drop all the time on there. Okay. Uh, different different stuff, and like I said, February man, we're gonna be hitting it hard on Guitar Case Full Review Spot. I'm ready. I'm ready to come back strong, man. Perfect. But uh, pretty much, man, that's all I got going right now. Um, so okay. if there's nothing else, man, we can go ahead and close it out. All right. Yep. I think that's all good on my end. So what I will say then in closing is that whatever you do today, I hope you're safe and doing. Have a great time out there. This is David from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast, and I am signing off. And it's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios. And don't forget, be one of us. Come on a journey with a cinephile. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Side quest. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. Side quest. Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'm sick of fucks using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Side quest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Side quest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest.